Revolution. Twenty oh, years. Oh, what? I love the chicken minuscus. <laughs> the yeah. great Joe Gorg. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for sitting in with us today. We're a little short-handed. Dateline, Chicago. The pizza still sucks. If you don't feel like listening to us, big mistake, by the way. She did the RuPaul candy bar. And then they review things. Pre-existing conditions with Tree Voigt. Yeah. Brandon K. Hampton. He is on the show. Better call Saul. If you haven't seen it, you're dumb. Yeah, it's great. What the fuck you doing? He plays Ernesto or Ernie on the show. No, 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 no. You still rolling with that 28, man. I watched these other Jadrules do it, and they suck. Everyone knows that deep down I'm disappointed with them. It's Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. It's fucking late at night, Friday night, and we're in somewhere in Queens. It's Friday night and I'm in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Garage. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sport song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm going to Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? Live from the garage. Look like at the psycho walks into this shit. Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet. It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. From the barrage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my grade school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! I have a great story. It makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, baby? John Hulan, fuck you. Oh, uh, thank you, Dave. Um, Ryan is the straw that stirs the drink. You are correct. Here with Ryan. Right. What's hey, up? How's it going, Ryan? Pretty good. People uh, love your uh, previously on Live from the Barrage uh, bit there. Oh, cool. I'm going to try and do that all the time. Now. <laughs> okay, um, do me a favor. Make it just a little louder if you can. Thank you. Bring up the mix a little <laughs> Yeah, bring that? up the mix on that. All right. I'm just trying to keep everything even. I think it's yeah. excellent. Thank Actually, you. I did. I brought everything to Unity on that while I was right. uh, cutting it together. Because so, nice. there's certain lines that were kind of quiet, like you yes, turn your head a little. It always you happens. don't notice, but... Yep. The flow happens. of the show, it's fine. But. Yeah, and then you know, there's other things where you can like, uh, you, you could try to like normalize it or, and, and keep everything together, but that always sounds weird too. So you're better off, I think, in my experience, just trying to, I don't know, put the, the every s- separate thing like you know together. Does that make any sense? I don't. Know. It probably does. Instead of making like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome back to Live from the Broad here on Radio Nope. Thank you to Trevoit and, uh, of course, his uh, guest host, Brad uh, Weissenberger, there doing an all-cheap trick set on the fantastic show, You win. The smoker wins. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah, but so we thank you, uh, Preemptive Strike. Great show. I, lo- I listened to the all- I listened to the whole show finally because I was ready. I had the you know That's I was great. like prepared. I had everything going, so I was able to actually tune in to uh, tune into the to uh, Preemptive Strike tonight. Had it sound was uh, great. Did they have enough level on their thing? I mean, oh, it sounded perfect to me. Great. Never, no dropouts, no nothing, baby. All yeah. cheap trick all the time. I love Cheap Trick. It was a beautiful thing. Cheap Trick's a great band. Sure is. 
Fantastic. So what's going on around here? Uh, nothing, man. Um, you're listening to Live from the Barrage on Radio Nope. Our guest at 9 p.m. is the fantastic, uh, legendary Queens rapper, of course, uh, multi-instrumentalist, drummer, producer. Um, he has like a million albums. His name is J-Zone. And he's going to be in, he's going to be live in here at 9 o'clock. And if you haven't heard his stuff, well, you're in for a treat, my friend, because I'm digging this guy big time. And, uh, we thank him for coming in live. It's going to be fun. Sweet. Just driving here from, uh. Wherever he lives in Queens, we'll ask him. We'll see where. We'll oh, see where, the, we'll see where the hell he lives. Where do you live? Regal Parks, Jamaica. Where is? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Douglaston. It could be anywhere. Where'd you go to high school? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to Cardozas. Yeah. Patrick Walsh walking in. I haven't seen the man in weeks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Who's been touching my microphone? Uh oh, Ryan, you're in trouble, Ryan. That was me. You're messing with Pat's microphone. Yeah, I see. Goosey. Set, and I set the ribbon to uh, Omni. Oh, you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I did that on purpose, though, to fuck with you. I'm fuck with you. No, I didn't touch oh, you during the break. Let the, let the ball breaking begin. No, you're still in. I'm still in M. Hyper, hypercardioid? I don't know where you are. <laughs> should, be, should be hypercardioid set to M. Uh, hypercardioid. I went to the doctor. He, told, he gave me one of them hypercardioids. Yeah. He said I was shot. out. Yeah. <laughs> I, under, I understand what here. that means, uh, cardioid. Because it's shaped like a heart. Right. That is correct. Right. right. That's I see. I know it's things. Sh- it's a shotgun yeah. pattern. It points one way, but then you also pick. It picks up uh, from behind also. One dog's looking this way. One dog's looking mm. that way. <laughs> and this mic's saying, "What do you want from me?" So we're excited uh, to be back. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's the life in the broadcast. Uh, by the way, I'm watching the traffic channel. Hey, you changed the channel. To the yeah, right. I put the yeah. baseball on. Uh, I was, uh, that's okay. I wanted to watch the game. I've been watching the traffic channel. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. Living the traffic channel. Uh, Pat was in the traffic channel. I think I saw you on the, on TV, Pat. You were stuck on the VQEs. <laughs> so what highways are they doing tonight? They oh, the, it, the it's Wicks? funny because usually they have the it labeled. Like if it's just it, it, for, for the audience, it's just a um, a channel with, uh, you know, like traffic camps. And they could be all from all, all over New York City. Mm-hmm. If you have a, if you live in New York City and um, you have Fios, uh, tune into Channel 28. <laughs> Right now, and you could watch, uh, you know, maybe if you want to watch it in HD, it's probably 528. Tune in. Tune in, and uh, you could, so I've been playing this fun game. Maybe like, as miserable as the rest of us. Yeah, guess the, guess the intersection or guess the highway, you know. It's hard, because they used to label it. Now I don't see any labels. They don't label no more? I don't see the labels. <laughs> I don't see the labels. Turning into Mario. Labels, Thank God he's not here yet. I haven't talked to him all day. We'll see what time he shows up. This is a disaster getting here, John. Yes. Uh, it was traffic, it? Traffic yeah. is a fucking... Dude, I left at 7.15. Wow. Yeah. From your house? Yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I think I it's overflow they, from the railroad the, or something. The railroad's been a mess. The, the, uh, the, the local uh, bodega over there got pinched. Uh, they must have been selling underage or something like that. The cat was eating out of the, the chicken parmesan there, the chicken piccata. So, but they got the beer <laughs> the shut cock. down there, but they always give me a you know, sixer under the sly. I walk in. Different dude. Uh, so I'm like, uh, I was like, yeah, we got a, a, a six pack of Negromodelo, right? And he's like, we don't have beer. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, right. <laughs> why, don't you take, why don't you take another look back there, yeah. Pally? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's just like, and he's like, no, I'm sure. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he thought you were the fuck. So yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a deli around us that uh, lost their liquor license, but, you know, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he, he's, he used he, to be. He might find something in the back. I, I, thought, I, was, I thought it was in. I'm no longer in. I'm losing clout. I go away for one week. Oh, dude. No clout. I don't even want to say it. My brother found this place. Can't say where it is or anything like that. Uh But uh, but Bay Terrace. Dude's totally got to hook me up with cigarettes. 
my brother's like, oh, he's this is my brother, and the guy's like, oh, brother, 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 brother. So I'm brother, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, seven seventy bucks a carton, Tron. Good one, for you, brother. One more reason to keep smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I have a carton of cigarettes, I, and it's cheap. I smoke like a fucking idiot. Correct, Tron, bro. Thanks, Still- Dan. By the way, Dan Dara, happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday my to man. Dan Dara. Love that guy. Great guy. Yeah. I only met him like eight times in my life. You know that? <laughs> really? John, I'm going to rifle right. through your cooler. You were for some kidding when, when you said. Okay? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Ryan said he's never seen a risk reward show the other day. I, it's, yeah, it's a, my ongoing bit. I don't know. <laughs> I also pretend like I don't like you guys. I really do. I'm sorry. Oh, thanks. That's okay. If I bash you publicly. So. Dan Dara, of course, uh, turning 64 years old today. So we thank him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wilford Brimley. The, he's an old soul. The, the Smuckers. I don't know. <laughs> He's one of the best guys ever. Happy birthday, Dan. And he, oh, wow, look, he's in the chat box. Good for you. Chat box justice. There he is. Hope you're spending your birthday well, sir, and uh, we love you. Pat, uh, back from Chicago. Yeah. Recording uh, at Electrical Audio. That is correct. With a famous recordist, Steve Albini. Yes. Uh, you were kind of a hired gun on this project, right? Our friend Ross went into had a bunch of songs, and you uh, uh, provided the rhythm section for him. Is that correct? You are correct. How'd it go? It went very well. <laughs> you like my interview so far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went well. How's Steve doing? He's doing very well. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. He's good. He makes a lot of noises anytime he bends over to move a microphone anymore. Oh, but I say that's a, you know, that's a function of age. I do that all the time now. Every time I bend over, I'm like, ugh, ugh. That's bad. I never did that. Mm-hmm. Two of us are blind as fucking bats, too. We have that going for us. We're trying to, trying to read some... Uh, <laughs> it's a... Subscript a, an employee from the building, a younger employee, to come down and read <laughs> what, vo- <laughs> what voltage a power supply was. <laughs> like, don't show on me. Get one of them interns who can read, who mm-hmm. can see things. Doesn't Steve wear glasses? He's always worn glasses, right? Still not enough, huh? Yeah, maybe time to update the prescription. I guess. Mm. Is there a point? I, I've never worn glasses. Is there a point that, uh, Ryan, you wear glasses, right? Sometimes? That's right. Is, All there, the time. is there a point where, like, the glasses will not help? To a certain extent, like you lose your eyesight they enough where they, they will do, the goggles do nothing? Uh, I got something called an astigmatism. <laughs> you ever hear that? Yes. Yeah, basically I... That's when you're possessed by the devil, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it makes you see a little funky. That's when you're in your hands, it looks like you got nailed to the cross. I was thinking of stigmata. Right, my hands start bleeding a little, you know, right. once in a while. <laughs> I don't even know what a usually stigmata like is, on the, I really don't. Usually on the train and... So I can never see clearly. Are you saying your hands start bleeding like Jesus yeah, Christ when you're on the train? Yeah, yeah, you know. And then you know, like the <laughs> lady across makes the sign of the cross. And yeah, can you turn a stigmata train? Can you turn one Long Island Railroad train into five? Because I need to get home. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. And also, I'm hungry. Can I get a loaf of bread? Uh, I train. was down there today, and the, the the trains were on time, and it was still a mess. It was, it's chaos in that Penn Station. <laughs> That's right. I heard it's, it's like, bad. Oh, I heard it's, it's going to get worse during the yeah, summer. Yeah, because Cuomo won't fund nothing because he's trying to make de Blasio look bad. Yeah. You know what else he's doing? He's bringing around those uh, state troopers. Yeah. Now, we've never seen this before in New York City. There are state troopers all over the place on highways and stuff, and right. this is a power play by uh, Cuomo. Yeah, but it's been a boon for the dry cleaning industry. They can starch their hats. Yeah, <laughs> take it easy there, Smokey the Bear. Go, fucking, yeah. go eat some more fried bread, yeah, Cochise. Out of here. Oh, yeah. out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Boots and shit. <sighs> fucking riding crop. <laughs> what did they say in The Departed? It was a yeah. funny. He goes, you look like you're going to invade Poland. <laughs> what, was it a gay bar? <laughs> I got pulled over by a gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> Except the guy's a gun. He's pissed off. That he has to drive all the way from upstate. Mm. And uh, these state troopers are around. This is a power play by Cuomo to stick it up to Blasio's ass. 
So I don't know why these guys are around. Fuck those guys. I don't know. I see them pull somebody over on the bridge every day, twice the a day. The state troopers? Yep. Oh, well, that's that's There's always different. somebody that, pulled over, but I've never seen that before. That might be a post-9-11 thing where they put, uh, put put those guys on the bridge or something. But now yeah, you see them like, on the side this of the is, road. Uh, this is the first, in the past two weeks, I've seen going to work and coming home from work every single day. Listen, Somebody's you, pulled over on the side of the bridge, which I've three years I've never seen that before. That seems dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, there's a shoulder. They're in the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to make a break for it. Pull over. Yeah. It's a bridge, you idiot. <laughs> Fuck. Jump over. There's a shoulder. <laughs> McNutty. <laughs> with his boat. Like, uh, the, you know, th- that's what's scary. I mean, these guys are here to, to work. They're not, uh, Cuomo didn't send them down here to sit on their ass. They're, well, yeah, they're pulling people they're, over. Yeah, but they're like the fucking cop transformer from T2. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, the big hook on the They're not hand. stopping. Yeah, they got nothing. Nothing, really? Can't get a break? Not the. Uh, I got pulled over from, this actually came up in conversation today, oddly enough. I got pulled over by a state trooper on my fucking, on my way coming back from getting my fucking marriage license, which right away should have been a tip-off, but <laughs> I went through with it anyway. But, when was this? Mm, when I fucking, I don't know, over a decade ago. Oh, I thought you were getting married again for a second. Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> um, not yet. <laughs> no, there's plenty of time for me to make more mistakes. But the, uh, <laughs> but but I figured I'd throw that out there, right? Yeah. No, we're just we came out here to pick up our marriage license. He's like, yeah, fuck you, license registration. He's like, whatever, mm, care not. Fuckers. Mm. Sick of these people mm. messing with my life. Yeah. Well, how do you get those big balls in your shins? <laughs> what do you do? What do you blow them up? What are those like fucking funsies? Yeah. What are you going to play uh, water polo or something? <laughs> Put funsies in your calves? Is that how you make that happen? We'll be back after this. <laughs> Live from the Barrage Radio and up. New Jersey Turnpikes. <laughs> <laughs> Out where the great black rivers pool License registration I ain't got none Little Billy Joel for you But I got a clear conscience Love fucking Bon Jovi <laughs> Yeah, sorry sir, we don't accept clear conscience <laughs> The valid form of identification I'm sure you're a good man but See, the I stands for I You're drunk Love this song now. Nine p.m. hour. We'll have Jay Zone in here. <laughs> Live in the garage. It's gonna be great. I've been uh, since I've been uh, I'm on like the other shift, the uh, midnight Maybe stuff. I'm on the other shift. <laughs> I've been missing the whole Long Island Railroad debacle. I, I listen to everybody fucking complain about it, and it's a little annoying because I mean, I, all right, it sucks, right? And they do a bad job. It's not really the railroad's fault. It's Amtrak fucked this whole thing up. And let's face it, the subway and the, and the trains, it, it's, a, it's a fucking miracle of innovation. It's a, you know, it's a goddamn <laughs> engineering marvel is what it is. Marvel. And, you know, it's like when you saw com- that Discovery Channel. People complain about being on a plane. You're going 5,500 miles in the air, you jerk. And a tube. Right. What do you want to do? You want to walk to work? Take it easy. Yeah, well, you got to get inconvenience for two days. Why don't you move somewhere closer than Lake Ronkonkoma? You know it's inconvenient? Take Do it, it for Ronkonkoma. Taking a fucking horse and carriage to California. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, this fucking uh, time travel machine. I wish it was a little faster. 
I got an idea. Why don't you not move to a freaking uh, Greenpoint, Greenport? You upset that it takes an extra two hours to fly to California? Yeah. You're not getting scalped on the way. That's good. I shouldn't say that, actually. People are priced out of the city, so you it's know, not... panning for gold. Yeah. The firemen and uh, cops all from Long Island all complaining about it. Meanwhile, all they do is show their little uh, square badge, and uh, they get a free ride. Yeah, anyway. they drive in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you come from way out in Long Island, you're, sa- you're saving in like a $300 a month on that monthly pass if you're a cop or a fireman or something. Not to mention the rent and the utilities. It's horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, my job isn't as important as putting out a fire? You fuck. Put out fires all the time. Keep them out. It's all busy. I keep them out, too. They don't start up. That's right, right. They don't restart. <laughs> That's where the money is. <laughs> it's like one of those birthday candles, those trick birthday candles. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Great show, huh? Great show tonight. Live from the broad here on radio. No. I'm back, baby. I'm back. We're all back. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's, on co- Jay's on coming in at 9, 9 p.m. Maybe you'll have, have something to say. Yeah, shout out to John Fallon and, of course, uh, Mary Thomas. She knows why. And uh, happy birthday, Dan Dara. That's all I got. Thank you. Watch the Traffic Channel every day, That's good. 24 hours a day. Happy Mother's Day. I went to the fucking Rangers game. You went? Yeah. Sorry, B. Yeah. It was the last Rangers game ever of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were hanging up your fucking blue, Sweater. white, I, blue, red, and white shingle. I promised myself I was done. I wasn't going to any more playoff games. It's too expensive. And uh, but I got a seat this time. So. Did you call it a favor? No, someone called me. Uh, my friend Dennis mm-hmm. texted me. He goes, "I got an extra ticket. Face value." I said, "I'm in, buddy." Face value. I mean, you know, come on. Still 150 bucks, right? More. <sighs> One eight nine. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, but I mean, you know, whatever. I was, I'm about halfway up. You know, not really the blue seats, but not close. But uh, you know, the game. Yeah, I don't. Know. Fucking ranges. <laughs> I knew this is the problem. I knew this team was going nowhere, and they stunk. Well, they didn't stink, but they were they were pedestrian. I knew nothing was going to happen. Then we win the first round. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Then the second round, we should have won like two. Now I'm thinking, oh well. I think we're in it. I think we're in it. We win at the Garden tonight. We go to Game 7. It's looking pretty good. Fuck! Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're down the whole the time. masters of edging. If and it's any kind of consolation, Lundquist's hair looks great. <laughs> His hair looks really, really good. Best player on the ice. Uh-huh. He's head and shoulders above the rest. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't get Dan it. Dan rough. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he stands on his head and shoulders again, and there's <laughs> nothing he can do. So this team, you know, whatever. I, I, I figure we were in it because we, the, you know, the Ottawa Senators led for like four minutes in the entire like first five games. It was insane, and they won two out of there was so many three, so many compilations of Lundqvist skating off all sad with that Bruce oh. Springsteen song from Philadelphia playing. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, I got it right here. that song. <laughs> 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 That's when he broke his stick. This is Bruce Springsteen, uh, the acapella version. This is an isolated track. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh man, so that sucked. But uh, hey, I'm, I, I'd like to say I'm glad. I, I'm glad I went, but kind of sucked. For well, all the late night. Oh, shut up! You got to be there for playoff hockey, B. I did. Mm. I was reading about uh, your pal Norm McDonald today, Pat. Oh yeah. 
And he's got a new Netflix special out. And uh, I watched it last night, and I have to say, it's great. Really? Yeah. It's, it's I, really, really good. I have no doubt that it's great. And uh, Norm today, in the, I think it was the AV Club, saying that he thinks it's kind of bad. <laughs> it's like he's got a brand new special out. And he's like, ah, you know, I don't think it's that good. He's all pissed off. <laughs> he's like, uh, they took a bunch know. of clips from old stuff, and he's like, I could have done it better. And he's all, he's all uh, telling people like not to buy it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Made that part up. What are they unsubscribe from Netflix? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you ever see when he was the host of the ESPYS back in the nineties? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> you know, but it's funny because he's the host of the ESPYS, and he's you know, he's gambling on all the games. He probably gambled on the show. <laughs> exactly. He was probably hoping maybe you could hurt somebody's feelings enough to make them lose. Will the host bomb? <laughs> What's the over under on me bomb? The Hong Kong flu. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I thought that was a radical years ago. He, uh, yeah. So he... <laughs> he's, he's saying his own special stinks. I love that. That's so normal. It was very entertaining. Got I enjoyed it. Yeah, can't wait for Tommy to come in. He's all mm-hmm. Tommy's all pissed off at me this week. Can you blame him? No, I'm a dick. Listen, <laughs> I'm a dick. Number one, I'm a dick. Number two, I'm the boss. <laughs> boss has to be the boss dick. of nothing. Listen, no one's getting paid here. I don't know what I'm. That's boss my of least it. favorite replacement. Song. It is. It is all our of our show. Boss Dick will be your fucking DreamWorks film. Right. No, make the final decisions. And there was a bit Tommy played last week. He put work into it, effort, and it didn't wasn't working on the air, and the, the audio wasn't good. And I clowned it and turned it off, mm. as I would. As you would. You got to keep up. This shit moves fast. Try to standards. Thank you. Oh, we still love Tommy. Uh, no, Tommy and I uh, have a. Uh, we figured it out. I make think. up. Well, now now I've ruined it again. Did you offer an olive branch? Yeah. <laughs> no. I, here's my olive branch. I'm the boss. <laughs> He's making a U-turn on the BQE right now. I'll hit you over right the head with an olive, an olive branch. <laughs> right over the divider. I can say this. He's out to dinner, I think. <laughs> uh, traveling Pete coming in in a little while, and who knows about fucking, uh, you know, the other guy. Who's the other guy on the show? The Italian, the little Italian man? <laughs> the Italian leprechaun? <laughs> This guy at work keeps coming up to me. We've got these Luigi like Asaro? Uh, guys. I don't know where they're from. They're from like the Caribbean or something. They're working on like the ceiling. Yeah. And a guy comes up to me, and I can't understand a fucking word he's saying. And I, I don't want to say like I, I want to like tap out and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to. But what if he's like, you know, the place is on fire, and I'm like, yeah, hey, that's great, you know. So he goes to me. Hopefully, uh, he'd been a bit, be a bit more animated. You could tell by his body language. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he was also on fire as well. But I, didn't know. So I was like, "Look, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> He's on fire, but he's so deadpan. I can't tell. Who knows? The guy comes up. He goes, "Are you the Irishman?" I go, "I go what? Are you the Irishman?" Did he ask you for the Jade Monkey? I'm like, "What is this? Like, the, is is he going to make the drop? What is the code? Like, what the fuck?" Are you the Irishman? I'm like, I don't know. Am I? Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> I still don't know what the fuck he was talking about. There is no Irishman, only Zool. That's right. I am the Irishman. Yeah, I believe you have something for me. No, I no freaking clue what the guy's talking about. And then he's making like, you know, he's stroking beard things. You're the Irishman, the Irishman. Did he start doing a jig? Yeah. He put on a green hat, and I'm, so I'm like, I got nothing, buddy. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know, dude. It's May. <laughs> it's May. <laughs> <laughs> the Irishman. So I got a little exciting news. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, this Need month. a drum roll? Sure, why not? I don't know. It's not that exciting. But <laughs> Way to build it up. I like how you don't request it, like Tommy. 
Yeah, really. Yeah, right. Oh, can I get a, can I get a, a drum roll and a gong? Uh, uh, friend, uh, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> Joanna Fang, is featured this month in Emmy Magazine. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I like this. Nice. I don't know why that started playing, but I'm I'll okay take with it. it. <laughs> it's an ad. That just made it a lot <laughs> it's more It's all right exciting. now, baby. We're an uh, Emmy magazine. Wow. Joanna Fang is going to be all right. In Emmy magazine. Yeah. And is she interviewed in this magazine? Featured, featured bio, yeah. So, uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Throw Good a little, job. Throw a little shout out to Alchemy Post. So. <laughs> Matt Harvey uh, starting this Mets game after he, he was suspended for getting drunk and not showing up to the ballpark. Right. He did an eight ball, too, they say. Uh, who knows? This guy, he's like, I had a migraine. Come on, dude. That's day one shit. At least, like, say your grandma died or something. <laughs> and who, do, you know, he doesn't call the ballpark. He, he, he stayed out all Friday night and then he went golfing in the morning and didn't show up to work. Do you think he has the number for the ballpark? Right. Then he's, he, uh, yeah. he's, like, he's like, I don't have the number for the ballpark. <laughs> he's like, what the fucking balls on my ass? It's 3.45 a.m. I'm in a strip bar in the Bronx. Give me <laughs> Just shut up, on Bruce. my phone. I can't get, my, can't get a hold of my assistant. <laughs> Give and me two one M-E-T-S, buddy. And he sent a text message to uh, the ticket taker. I've never had to call my own ballpark. Because <laughs> I'm always there. Tell the Wolfons I'm not coming in today. This poor guy. His, well, not poor guy, I guess. His, his downfall is severe. And he's went right off the cliff. And now it's he's given up a two-run single, hasn't he? Haven't you, Matt? The reason they started Milwaukee is because they didn't want the fans to boo him. They knew. Unbelievable. This team is, like, so dysfunctional. Everyone's hurt. I think the Mets are the Everyone's only team idiot. in baseball where they have to not play certain players because they're at home because they know the fans are going to be cruel to them. They used to do that with Jason Bay. Right. They're doing that with him right now. Yeah. And uh, what was that that blonde guy that screwed up the playoffs for us in 2006? Hairdo. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Heilman. Blonde guy. Hairdo. Oh, look. The Mets are running around the field already. Terrible. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Aaron Heimlin. Yeah, it was Hairdo who screwed up those the Mets playoffs that time. Aaron I remember that. Heimlin. It was good. Hairdo that bastard. <laughs> I went to the Mets game the other day, uh, and I saw Derek and Owen there because they were there uh, yeah, work function. Of course, I snuck down into their uh, work function seats with my son, as is my way. Mm. They, of course, no one offers. They're like, oh, I'll be there, too. Well, we're in section 100. Nobody can get down here. I'm like, buddy, I'm going to be standing behind you throwing popcorn at you until you come up with this ticket <laughs> stuff and get me down in there. Huh. I went right down in there. I saw everybody. I saw the guy, uh, Pat, you know, the guy who looks like Artie Lang, the Dirk Scott, that guy. What? Remember the guy from Quick Stop Video? You oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I saw all the, the oh, whole gang. I, the whole gang was there. Owen and Lorena got into a huge fight and started screaming at each other. It was great. <laughs> what a game. And what a comeback. So, fun times. I forget what I was going to tell you about. Oh, by the way, update. Mets update. Uh, Familia is going to be out for maybe months. He's just had a surgery. I'm not going to miss him. I hate him. I thought it was personal. First of all, he hits his wife. Maybe. Allegedly. Right. Which is, which is ironic, considering his name is Familia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did a... a he did a spot, a PSA, too, for domestic violence before that even happened. It's terrible. Se- uh, second of all, he, st- he sucks. <laughs> it, he, was, he, he misunderstood. He thought it was to teach people how to do it better. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Show, show who's he's boss. Like, he's like, yeah, I can tell you all about domestic violence. Oh, wait, you're against it. Right, the proper grip. <laughs> release point. Where to put your foot on the rubber. You don't have to like eat that. so hard. You just have to make a point. <laughs> this fucking guy. 
he uh, he, he but he he's heartless. He, he you can't be a closer and walk two people in an inning, and you can, and when everything goes bad, it it just falls apart for the guy. You know he's got no, he's got nothing. I don't think we're winning anything with that guy. I'm glad to see him go. Out of here. Thank you. One more word from you and you go. You go. Send him to the bullpen. I'm not used to having more than one person in there. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Thank you. Uh, should we? T- you guys want to take like a quickest break ever? Sure. And uh, just be hmm. oh, back how long, after this. how long does it take me to go up and get beer? <laughs> Where do you got to get That's beer? The, the store? Break. It's the, the shop. Oh. <laughs> get to the mart. Well, yeah, well, it'll take you longer. Then I don't want to take a full break. I mean, you know, going, I just going to I want to I want to play a Jay Zone song, say hello to Pete, and uh, be back right after this, live from the Barrage Radio. No, right after this, listen to this shit. This guy rules. Across the street, why? The rappers. Yo, all you motherfuckers are whack. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I would say go work at the post office, but I don't want you motherfuckers delivering my mail. <laughs> Yo, Zone, yeah. you gotta address this shit. I hate rap. Right. I hate it. I hate it. Talk about rap around me if you wanna be ignored. I'd rather hear bluegrass. Fuck it on board. Every time I turn around, I gotta hear trap. Textbook scratch, look boom back. With the drum machine scared 115. Chop kick snare 88 BPM. If you Facebook posted all caps about bringing rap back to the real, we can't be friends. Every fucking verse is 16 bars. Four bar hook. Repeat to make it eight. I'd rather hear Birdman. Rap about a 16 cars Play me some Michelle A and Master They say you got bars Can't write a song Acapella insults 20 minutes long Every generation X And wanna take rap back to 88 But can't seem to remember What made it so great Ain't nobody back then Wanna take it back to 79 So fuck the 90s Yo I got my Columbia Rain suits on I'ma take it back to 94 Till I see pay phones in use Or you can find a job in a triple fat goose Since 2015 Rap segregated and all my rap here say I ain't good mate Yo zone you got a tour Motherfucker what for? I'm damn near 40 sleeping on somebody living room floor I need shows Can I be a part of your crew? Nigga please take a 360 deal and keep trucking The only motherfucker not doing no shows Put my shit on band camp for the fans and say fuck Can't wait to go to South by Southwest To suck off writers for blog love Perform for other rappers Get a job swag boy Y'all all on Twitter. Yo, we up in the lab. Fans talking about him should collab. You say cool, but you just saw him last week. There's some dick sucking industry invented in street. I hate that we can't be cool with each other without saying we gon' do a fucking song together. We get along, whatever. Leave it at that. Fuck what the fans want. Our relationship is lukewarm. Rap needs to get his loop on. Pop that pussy behavior and move on. So in a nutshell, I'm sick of rap. Sick of nostalgia and bringing it back. Fuck doing collabs with cats you don't like. No trapping a boom bap and a cuff in the mic. Underground rap is a poor man's mainstream Not a hater, but fellatio's a lame thing Fuck rap, play Victor Mona When it's done, play Elvin Jones I'm sick of rap Yo, son, let's collab I got 16, 16 Real hip-hop, son Sick of rap All the experts say it's all about touring So can I sleep on your floor, Mr. Promoter? Sick of rap Son, it's all about blog love If you ain't on the blogs, you ain't relevant Sick of rap Yo, I don't sample compilations I only sample originals Yeah, your shit still sucks Sick of this shit, yo Fuck it, let's make disco Oh. <laughs> That's pretty clever, man. I like oh, that. Oh, you like right that there. shit, don't you, man? Word up. Word up. Wanna know something, no zone? What's up? On the real, I roll with disco. You know why? Why is that, cousin? Because I'd rather fuck with bell bottoms than bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. Word up. Uh, <sighs> fuck, fuck rap. rap.
Zoe, and every time we come to Times Square, we run into these rap squeegee men selling these fucking CDRs, man. Hey, yo, what's good, son? I got that real hip-hop beat, $5, $5 support. Nah, brother, we good. Oh, yo, come on, man, yo. You know you like big, you know you like Pac, I rhyme just like them, yo. Oh, man, you need to go back to selling weed. Yo, yo, I'm trying to stay out the streets, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to Word? hustle and okay. make some money for my daughter, yeah, you, need you know need to be back I mean? in the streets hustling and get hey, yo, out of the music yo, business. Yo, yo, man, this motherfucker. Nah, Zone, I'm yo. tired of motherfuckers acting like yo. getting out of the Don't streets to get into the music business is a popular thing, man. Go back to selling weed. Tired of motherfuckers with that hustling bullshit. Fucking up the music with that stupid shit. Go back to selling weed. I know it sounds wrong, but you do that shit better than you do write songs. Rap, play the horns, DJ, whatever. It's music. More than a ticket out the ghetto, but it's too much work to be a craftsman. And rappers use music as a vehicle for fashion. Fuck the fat rap, kept me from being a thug. Take the SoundCloud down and go back to selling drugs. Go back to selling weed. Mr. DJ, fucking up the scenery. A clown, you remind me of Kid Ray from Lean On Me. Gimmick ass, trendy ass, corny ass DJ nights. Fuck it, you'll be dead in a year. Flatline. It ain't been the same since cats started to compare the crack and rap game. All rappers got weed on them, you may as well sell it. Fuck your gum bars, you're just a rap squeegee man. Not enough gumption to start you a business. Not enough discipline to work for the city. You could use a new hustle. Wanna be the next 50? Go back to selling weed, cause your mixtapes are frizzly. Everybody not supposed to be rapping, man. So, Do something else, nigga. Go sell some drugs, man. Something else yourself. Go fucking pants. Go back to selling weed. Cause the minute that the blogs won't cover you, you sing a sad song about nobody wants to fuck with you. So, so, so. Now you gotta go back to catching cases. To catch a body. The cat who put you on ain't answering your call. All you did was compare yourself to pocket big soul. Oh, you're hot on the blocks. What the fuck is this? A show swag, boy. You deserve to be broke. Cause the finance endeavors most artists gotta work odd jobs as we age gets harder. You punk ass six figure ass artists, I ain't putting a goddamn penny on your Kickstarter. Wanna live lavishly while you record? Plus studio and Hennessy on board. What the fuck is this? 1991 Sam Good investing in yourself and quit being a chunk. Go back to selling weed. Cause in every other genre of music, everybody who participates in it is a student. Rap got a lot of motherfuckers off the streets, now hustlers and industry suckers. It's all me at conferences and festivals to jack each other off. Rap squeegee men, hustle CDs out in the parking lot. The bloggers got bigger egos than the artists. It's a circus and nobody wants to go back to the hood. Fuck it, go back to your roots. Save that hustling for the drunk, and I don't give a fuck how you feel. 2016, you're still looking for a deal. You gotta eat, so do craftsmen who do this shit for real. I don't mean to be facetious about drugs in the hood, but I ain't respecting no artists because the sales pitch is good. All you lames in Times Square on the grind, making a mockery. Music. Go back to selling weed. The moral of the story is the majority of the population of rappers today are just no damn good. And they should go back to selling weed. Go back to selling weed. Immediately. Immediately.
back look at that look at that timing huh <laughs> pat went to the store and uh he came back and i hit it hit the post hit the reverse post i'm back <laughs> baby <laughs> Pete, can you test your microphone let's see what you're running around there buddy. hello hello all right you can hear yourself and everything yeah all right i'm Good. back here with uh live from the broad here on radio nope i'm here with ryan collison patrick walsh and uh traveling pete hey man let's call him he doesn't like his last name being used government reason no <laughs> he's yeah. on the he's on the list yeah. i owe too much so uh, we're back live from the Barrage. And Pete, thanks for being here. I know it's uh, thanks for I having mean, me, man. It's the worst, been... uh, the worst couple of days of your life right now. Oh, uh, easily, that's going man. On here. It is. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but no, it's, up my... to you. it's up to you. I don't want to. My wanna, you know... mom passed on. The days are all mushing together, man. It was uh, yeah. Wednesday morning. It oh was man, pretty nutty. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Thank you, man. And you know, she'd be happy to know I was here tonight because it always made her happy that I was able to come out and. Oh yeah, hang out. Yeah, yeah. She was always like, "Oh, go, go." You know, you should do that. So, well, I'm glad that uh, we could be here for you in yeah, that capacity. Man, and I know more than you'd probably ever know. How you know? It's it probably helps, nice so. to be around uh, around friends, even though you know I never really liked you. I know. I'm still, I'm still warming <laughs> up to you, really. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way out, to be honest. You know? yeah. <laughs> Finally, I see, I see you as more of a cautionary tale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do not follow. But yeah, man, it's intense. It's crazy. But all told, I think I'm kind of holding it together pretty well. Yeah, all, you know, yeah, it's still it's still your. I, I don't want to assume your situation, but I'm I'm sure you're still in like a kind of a, a, oh, a shock. shock. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't feel. You think, okay, I'm holding it together, but then like you know, I don't oh, know. then you'll just collapse into a right, jelly. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a tough, oh, yeah. tough time, man. So, oh know. yeah. So you you and your mom were like best friends. You used to go to concerts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we together, did a, we did stuff. a lot and a lot of fun stuff together, and you know, what was your mom's name? Susan. Susan. Yeah. And, and uh, she was uh, a school teacher. Yeah, she was a nursery school teacher mm-hmm. for like 30 years. I mean, if there's a job that's like more noble than being a nursery school teacher, mm-hmm. I haven't heard it. Yeah, and it was totally like, you know, nothing but just like love. You can't do that job and not – I don't think that's a job you can really do for a paycheck. So Yeah, like, yeah. If you hate kids, yeah, you know, you on, shouldn't be yeah. a nursery school teacher. Probably. No, not yeah, at right. all. So, and it was good because, you know, I had that talk where it was like – you know, I'm sorry I never had that more normal life with the kids and the wife. And all, oh, that, all that you can't feel bad about that stuff. But she was man. like, I never wanted that because I'm, sur- I'm surrounded by kids for, you know. Yeah. So that was never a, never a thing. So right. that was good. Well, Uh-oh. Phone call. Excellent timing. You're on the air. Great Ooh. timing. Call, you're on the air. I'm in a tunnel. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Yep, they hung up. There you go. You're on Lost Talk. There they go. Sorry, I don't know who that was. Thank you. So, uh, So, yeah, yeah, man, rough times. Uh, I mean, you know what? uh, 
What? How? I don't know. What do we do? I don't know. I, um, when is the? Is there? Start a, laughing. Are you, um, you're not having like a traditional thing, right? Or no, we weren't that. Like a memorial know, kind of thing. No, right? we were lapsed. Is that uh, what she wanted? Lapsed Catholic. Yeah, you know. So I'm gonna give it a couple weeks. Let everyone try and get back to normal. Because mm-hmm. it was intense for like everyone who you know who was involved in this. So. Right. And who's everyone who's involved? I thought. I, I thought pretty well, much not it was family. Just like you yeah. And your, you and your mom. Blood wise, it's just us. Had, right? But we had so many friends of hers, and you know, from work, and you know, there was never. Well, I mean, she had a hand in raising so many people's yeah, children. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how long did she teach nursery school for? Thirty years. Almost like twenty-seven. I so think? there, so there are kids that like grew up and they're like in their thirties yeah, so now. Kids in college now. Right. Yeah. So. You know. So when you say no family, you have like no cousins, no aunts and uncles, that sort of thing. Yeah, on her side, all of her family is gone. Right. Um, right. She, I'm an only child of an only child. So interesting. Buckle up. <laughs> right. And then we talked. We said on we, dates, like yeah. We talked up. about your dad before, right? You're not in contact. No, with I haven't that, talked right? to that old fuck. That in, piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Cocksucker. <laughs> in about uh, <laughs> ten years, almost in November this year. So he's still kicking. Yeah, man. Does he know, like, what's happening? I don't know. You don't know? Oh, that's weird. Like, Mount Vernon's small, so there might be some, you know, old heads that know and dribble down. Yeah, yeah. Is Mount Vernon small? Yeah, it is. It's the people there, and he was a lifer, so there's a lot of, right. you know. Yeah, hard to escape this. Yeah, and then I see people who, like, knew him and his brother, who I'm named after, who I never knew. And uh, yeah, they always tell me crazy stories about you know. Is uh, is Mount Vernon like one of those towns where like there's a strip and a movie theater and a bar and there's nothing really off of that? No, it's, like, it's no, more no. of a city. It's like you know, right? Bronx, you know, extended a little. So yeah, how many people live in Mount Vernon? I wonder. Oh, I don't know. It's only you don't like, know. Like, no. What is it? Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like four square miles or something. <laughs> I drive through it every day. Yeah, so. But maybe he might get wind. But. Brian Music off in the chat box saying money earned in Mount Vernon. You know it. You know it. <laughs> and that's you're where, that's where George Washington lived, right? Yeah. Something he had a house well, he slept that everywhere. That guy. He was yeah. always sleeping. Oh, everywhere. wooden teeth. Yeah. <laughs> he slept in your son's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been renting it out on Airbnb. <laughs> you know, George Washington slept here. Comes with a wig. <laughs> Sorry about the just, powder all I, over yeah, the pillow. Yeah. I just rented a basement studio apartment that I claimed George Washington slept on. <laughs> we went across the Delaware. Come over here. You can't hang anything on the wall. Right. No vice president allowed. <laughs> it's historic. <laughs> Buchanan slept here. It's the tap bit. And he slept well. Oh, there's that photo of uh, Ms. Fang on the chat box right there. Who put that up? There she is. Um, this uh, damn uh, 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 that's a, stigmatism. That, I can't see. Why, that. that's a chat box uh, person uh, by the name of Fang Fan. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who knows who that is? But apparently, big fan of Miss Frank. Big fan, big fan. That's a, that's a hard copy of the magazine too. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know, Pete. Is there anything you need me to do? Because you know, not at all, man. When, when someone uh, dies, and people go, uh, people go, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> you know, like if you need anything. Let me know, and it's like the worst thing to say to someone because you're not gonna like let people know. I'm right? You start sh- calling people. You on should. That. You like, should start cashing in. Pack of camels, and you know, <laughs> yeah, right. See what I can get away with. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep pushing it. You know, but Glad's here. Jay Zone is here. Uh, Jay Zone, why don't you uh, come and s- come and sit right down there if you don't mind? Why not? Who cares? The population of Mount Vernon is <laughs> uh, too much smoke. We could stop smoking, but yeah, we'll cut it out. Yeah. Jay Zone has a song on one of his albums called "Smoking." He doesn't like it. Just do me a favor and uh, grab those headphones to make sure you can hear me. 
Oh. The, the neighbor, we would leave the door open, but the neighbor's outside, and she also yells about the smoke. She's like, this Korean lady starts <laughs> screaming. You're, you're not alone. <laughs> All right, let's try this microphone. Jay, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't hear. I can't hear you. I can't hear you though. I don't hear. Oh, oh there we go. go. Yeah. Oh, it? We got, we're just figuring out how to do this. Yeah. On the fly. It's yeah. only the 208th show. How you doing, man? Can I call you Jay's owner? Or is that weird? You just call me Jay. All right, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm good, man. How about you? Thanks for coming in. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having. Where'd you come from? Um, I came from home, and then I went to Fairway to do some grocery shopping. <laughs> right. Did out. you bring the groceries? Yeah, they, they're in the car. Uh, the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything that's gonna spoil, feel free to put it in the refrigerator. There's some ice cream in there, but <laughs> are you okay? Can I get it? It'll be all right. <laughs> what part of Queens are you from, Jay? Uh, Jamaica. Well, that's a big place. Yeah. Which part of Jamaica? Uh, like, <laughs> this is a local show. What street? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> if I go down Francis Lewis, like right, Springfield Gardens, kind of like Rochdale-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Farmers Boulevard, like over that way. All right. Yeah. I did. I remember working on a roof all summer on Farmers Boulevard one time. Just, oh. Maybe you know the guy's house. He was like the only <laughs> white guy in the entire neighborhood. They called him the Colonel, and he was like 80 million years old. Wow. And uh, it was this gigantic house on the corner. And uh, But he was one of these like old army guys, and they nobody ever fucked with him. They, I don't know why. Yeah, they, there's a lot of old school yeah. people, people still in the... Um, most of my block actually, well, well, a lot of them have passed away, but people moved there from Brooklyn and Harlem and stuff in the 50s and 60s, so it's still... Kind of yeah. has that feel. Well, Queens in general is like that. Once you get yep. past, you know, I guess what is, what is the like the courthouse? Like once you get, <laughs> once you once you get south or east or anything of of like left rack and all that, and you start moving east, like anything out there, anything goes. Right, it's like all all the Italian people next to uh, you know Korean people and uh, you know everybody. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. I like because I don't like people, so I like living off right. the grid. So. <laughs> You, you don't interact with your neighbors or anything no, like that? No, my neighbors are cool. Yeah. Everybody's cool. You know, I just, okay. I, every time I go in the city, I have a panic attack. <laughs> you don't like crowds? I don't like I don't like, I have to drive because I live, you know, they used to call mm -hmm. it two-fare zone. I don't know if they use that term no more, but yeah. it's, when you're away from the subway, you have to take a bus to get to the subway. <laughs> that's, so that's, I'm in, this, I'm in yeah. the same boat. Yeah, right? that's all that's the same boat. So, like, I usually drive to get to the city, and I just they have uh, the freaking city bikes well, and all that shit. you got to take the express bus. It's the move, I'm that telling big, you. That big tall bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah express bus. Yeah, yeah. It'll I, say, I like, the QM34 <laughs> on it or something Yeah, it's got some weird numbers. The Q40 foot. I figured it out all by myself one day. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me work Really? Oh, yeah. man. I don't know if I could sit on a bus for an hour. Oh, it's nice. You read or you dig around on your phone. You sleep. And then uh, he drops you off two blocks away from work. It's beautiful. It's commuting talk with Ryan. <laughs> I've been through all of it. You snore a little and no one knows it's you. We're not going to talk about music. We're not going to talk about rap or drumming. We're just going to talk about Queens. Hey, and you can all F go F yourself. Queens living, baby. I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, for the audience, uh, we're talking to Jay Zone. He's a, uh, let me see if I can get all this right. He's a rapper. He's a drummer. He's a producer. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's got, what do you have, 12 records out? I've lost count. I forgot. Right. <laughs> People mention shit to me. I forgot. I Most importantly, it. he's from Queens. And uh, Jason, I've been listening to your music all day. It's amazing. Thank you. I love Jason. it. I'm yeah. big into it. Even though you hate rap, right? Well, or no. Or is it kind of a tongue-in-cheek? It's just, it's, just, it's, it's a love-hate thing. It's just, the <laughs> just I hate the music industry. And I right, hate yeah. everything around, and the people. But I like music itself. So it's like there's a conflict there. And I'm actually, I'm actually... From Westchester and Queens, I was one of those back and forth. I always say, if I die, just put my ashes off the Throgsnake Bridge. <laughs> that's that's my my entire my entire childhood was spent 
cutting back and forth. The White Stone and Throsday Bridge right. every weekend because my grandparents lived out here and I would go to school up there and I would come here and for the summer. And we, one grandparent lived in Cambria Heights and the other one is where I am now. So it was like back and forth getting in Westchester and Queens. So I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind of like conflicted. It's the first time <laughs> I've ever heard somebody say, well, I used to summer in Queens. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was like, but it was luxury because Queens is how, I lived in an apartment in Westchester. So when you come to your grandparents, there's a basement, there's, there's, a, there's a yard. And I'm yeah. like, oh, you know. like Cambria Heights has a lot of big houses. Now. Yeah, my yeah. grandfather yeah. lived in two, you know, 221st in Linden. So, you know, and then my, my other house is over where I'm at now. So they had cat, you know, they retire like, Pimps and pensioners used to buy Cadillacs, <laughs> so they had Cadillacs and stuff. So it was like for me, even in West- Westchester has a lot of affluent stuff. But when I would come to Queens, that to me Queens was more like going into just a- another world. Like to me, that was- Queens was more luxurious, even though Westchester is more wealthy. Green place, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the because of the house. Because I lived in an, a, a, you know an apartment and you know yeah. all that stuff. So when you come to Queens, you see all the retire all the Cadillacs and the lawns and the Barbecue pits in the backyard. Yep. And so to me, you know, Queens was like upper crust. <laughs> so where, I'd be like, where, I, I used to queen. wear a monocle. Where were you? Uh, were you in New Rochelle? Is that where you? Yeah. Well, Mamarinick, New Rochelle, that whole right. area. Um, Do you know Woody? <laughs> My friend Woody uh, was from New Rochelle. Isn't I was. I, I was all over the. place. I mean, New Rochelle. I spent a lot of time at Yonkers, Mount Vernon, White Plains, Mamarinick. I was all over the place. Like, I, was, I was reading that you went to purchase. I went there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would purchase. What year were you in purchase? Ninety five to, to ninety nine, and uh, then I taught from on and off. From from 07 to two years ago. So what happened? They invited you back to teach a class? Yeah. One of them things wow. where you, you, you come back and I had an independent study. And you know how Albany is. They come in and do cuts and the adjuncts are the first to get nah. dumped out. And then I would come back and sub here and there. And then all the people that, all my professors that brought me in, that nepotism fell through because they all got priced out and retired and they turned it into like a propeller head program. Wow. So all like the... The music people with like real deal, like who were in the business when people were getting hit over the head with bottles and <laughs> everything is racketeering and pale. Like all the old school music people who, you know, got pushed out because you can't really justify spending all that money for a degree. Like, yeah, I'm going to be a singer songwriter. Like, no, you got to learn to build. Yeah, build yeah. I'm going to make a 57 out of toilet paper. And What did you go there for? Like, you have to audition, right? Or, yeah, or... I, it was studio production. I mean, it was like, right. it was the first graduating class for that major which is like more of an engineering and production based thing. I, mean, yeah, I think it, you're better off doing that like they were guys who would go there for like the lights and stuff you know like stage hand stuff yeah, and yeah, I always yeah. envy those guys I'm like man I should have went into the tech thing instead of like just going for drums and like going oh this sucks I gotta practice nine hours a day <laughs> just to keep up you know and this you know, stinks yeah I mean I was a, at the going time on. I was just a producer so I mean you know that that was like the engineering like the technical side is, is what I needed you, to know you stood behind the mixer with your arms folded the whole time right? <laughs> Do what I those those shitty Mackie mixes that yeah. of the '90s that were ubiquitous and ruined music. <laughs> Ten straight years. They wheeled them in on a trolley. Oh, I used to hate those Ma- I, the Mackie board with the ADAT was the was the setup, and I hated ADATs. I, I hated, hated Mackie boards. Right, for the old ADATs are like the VCR tapes, right? Essentially, yeah. multi-track tapes with that were like VHS. But I, I the, the, that sound, I, I can't listen to my first album because the the that Mackie sound is just horrendous. <laughs> And it was just, you know, eventually when I got my own setup, I was able to go out and get the right gear that I that I wanted. But right. what which version? is what? 
What well, did, what'd you get? I, I'm into the Tascam boards from yeah. the 80s, like that have all the orange knobs yeah. and all that. So <laughs> yeah, right. uh-huh. they had, yeah. you know, the, the 2516 that had the MIDI mute automation. Mm-hmm. Well, did then, you have a four track tape machine, like a cassette? Uh, I, 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 I still, Tascam, I, like 424. I still have a Porter 2. Oh yeah, Ooh, from well, the eighties. That shit's probably worth money now. Yeah, I got a port of two, and but uh, but I was using when I first set up a studio, the DA eighty eights were the thing because they yeah. came after ADATs, and then they were both shitty, and then Pro Tools just wiped out and everything. Then, and then yeah. MOs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is your? Are you, did you end up on Pro Tools after all? I got Pro Tools in What's January it? of two thousand four, and I still use the same six point two Pro Tools <laughs> on the same. I Mac thought I was behind. I refused. Mac G four because with Apple you got to update everything. Like you can't right. just yeah. do it. And they're, the racket, they're racketeers too. Yeah, they no, I don't, I don't yeah, like they, that. So with, they get with, worse. I still use the Digi old one, and then my G, my G four yeah. died that about big three years power ago. Thing that was like yeah, opens and, up and I went and got another G four. I upgraded to another G four, yeah. but the better G four. <laughs> like I found my boy was gonna throw his out. I was like, no, I'll take that. That way, I don't have to update the old That's... one. And I don't have to get an eye Every, lock. Everything on this show is not Version updated. Six. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very scared. I'm scared to update uh, like Skype or anything or, or whatever I'm using. I'm running like yeah, a million different things right now. Rock, I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I update it, like I'm gonna, I know it, it's just gonna fuck everything up. I'd rather it's working. I'd rather stick with what it is. I got you. Know? Just, I brought in this nice console. It's working out so far, right? Well, yeah, that's a piece of hardware. You know, I don't have to fucking update shit. Everything else is like uh, ask me for an update every two seconds. See, Pro Tools would do you good on this show, I think. Yeah, I don't know. What, Jay, what is your recording process? You, would, if there was no, if Pro Tools wasn't so convenient, would you be still be a tape guy, or you don't like the tape? Uh, well, I was I was using the D88s, which is tape technically, but it's like digital tape so ADATS and DA88 I mean I learned on a two inch that was yeah my that's first, what I was just saying right. my first exposure was at Vance Wright's studio in the night he was Slick Rick's DJ so. right. was that in Mount Vernon Nourishelle Nourishelle so I learned on a two inch and an ADAT because they the ADAT had just come out you were slicing up the tape and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you used to have to do edits. You used <laughs> to take, cool, the ra- take the razor blade. I don't remember how to do it now, but you know, but back then I was 17 years old and he showed me how to take the blade and. You know, cut edits like that. And one time there was this there was this group called the Young Gu- the YGs. They were the Young Guns. They were actually a street gang from Mount Vernon, and they um they worked with like Pete Rockstar, and they just had a reputation for just. <laughs> I know who they are because they were in a movie I worked on called State Property Two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was a State Property Two. <laughs> yes. Oh my they god. Were, yeah. But these were the Mount Vernon YGs, and they, well, they, I had twelve inch that tape. Yeah, they they, they had a but I one of my first sessions was to work on a reel to reel for them, and then I was like shit bricks the whole time i was like i'm gonna wind up a race and something advanced left he's like oh i'm going to yonkers i'll be back in an hour i'm like these dudes are 30 deep in the studio like like i'm gonna get killed <laughs> like but that that but i learned how to use the reel to reel that night just out of fear like you, you have no, no choice like it's your life or you use the reel to reel so i learned the reel to reel but then after that it was like ADATs, and then when I set up my studio, it was DA88, so, you know, like, I, I just, I, I'm always the last to con- to turn over to whatever's going on, like, so Pro Tools, it was just kind of like, oh, well, my friend was selling his, his thing, he was about to go into the Army, like, for cheap, and I was like, all right, it's cheap, I'll take the Pro Tools, and then I never updated the Pro Tools, so... If he hadn't come along, I'd probably still be using a, a DA3888. Right. Like I used to have them slaved up to each other, like the 88 on top and the 38 beneath it, and the tapes would like you'd rewind them both at the same time, and they wow. would stop, and you know they would have Sink. 
sync and oh. glitch. They would have glitches and error readings. And, <laughs> wanted wanted to start bugging out. <laughs> latency yeah, and stuff. Like that. Sound, yeah. sound drops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, w- I would probably still be using that. And where do you yeah. record now? In your house? In my or? house. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And what, what you got? A, you got the drum set in there because I was listening. To, oh, is that that's you playing drums on yeah. those later albums? Yeah, that's me, dude. Yeah. You're fucking good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I'm a, I'm a drummer myself. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, this guy's fucking smooth. I play. Yeah, I just I play right. You know, Queens. Every Queens house has a basement, and it's not even <laughs> ideal, but it has a niche sound. So now I'm scared to record anywhere else because it never sounds right. It's not a good room. Like the that ceiling is like maybe. 10 feet and then it's like 36 by 10 like it's a long room and like there's just like regular office carpeting on the floors there's nothing on the walls just everything has wood paneling you know queens you, know, you, didn't, you didn't hang up your gold records on <laughs> yeah right <laughs> there was something about the drum sound it reminded me i can't i can't think of what it reminded me of like the open rack tom like just just booming through it reminded me of something and i can't put my finger on it well it's, so, I, I like the 60 sound before they took the bottom heads off and started doing, mm-hmm. you know, putting pillows and everything and yeah. gating, gating it. Like, that was the 80s sound. Just gate it, you know, like, tape everything down. The people do- want to know, do you have a hole in your kick drum? That was my next question. <laughs> I swear to God I was going to ask that. <laughs> Actually, it depends on the job. Like, right. but, no- but normally I play with the front head on. And yes. Then, and I take, I take one of those... I don't put anything in it, yes! but one of my kits is actually a Gretsch, a vintage Gretsch, and you know it has nice. the Pratt muffler. It has that felt strip inside mm. where you can control it with the uh, with tension. a knob. Yeah, and yeah. then I have one of those old school mufflers that you clamp on the front of the bass drum, and that takes away some of the overtones. So I, I'll yeah. clamp that on the outside, like straight fifties style, <laughs> and then that will like. But then sometimes, like if somebody like I'll do drum replays for people where they're trying to copy a sample. And if it's like from the 70s, chances are they had the front head off and, you know, the toms were taped up and no Close bottom mic muffled. So, so I, like, I'll, I hate taking rims off a drum. I just hate doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's so I, it's just a pain, you know, and then to put them back on to try to tune the bottom head. I just don't have the time. So yeah. I'll, if I'm get, get a pay gig where it's like we want to emulate this drum break from 1977, then you know that all, there were no resonant heads on anything. Everything had a pillow in it. You mic'd it real close. And then, you know, you just tuned everything down and then just... Let's that, add the room later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> manufacture the room. And then you just dead. <laughs> ah, fuck that. You dead everything around it. But to me, like, people are like, yeah, I'm doing it. And they have, like, I have this beautiful Rogers kit from 1967. Like, what's the use to having these great drums if you're just going to make them sound like yes. tabletops? You can just go get a Pearl export and just do the same... Or a Tama rock star right. do the same exact <laughs> thing. Steve used to say, "Pad swaths of uh, carpet samples or something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could get so, the same sound out of that. You know, that. drums are supposed to sound like drums, so mm. they're just. You have a a, a few uh, records or of uh, just just breakbeats. Right? Yeah, just and break do you beats. when when you put those on. By the way, if you want to listen to uh, Jay's music, you can go to uh, jayzone.bandcamp.com. and I advise you to do that. There's everything is on, is on there. There's a yeah. million things. When the the records of breakbeats. Uh, I'm not sure. I I didn't research it. Do you want people to take them and use it for stuff, yeah, or do I mean, they have to ask you? Or what, I, you know, I'd you... rather get credit than right. go through clearance. You know, because I was a yeah. sampling producer myself. So how I look out here trying to sue? I mean, well, a lot of the guys I look up to are doing that now. Like rappers used to sample James Brown. Now they sue artists yeah. for sampling their vocals, and yeah. I mean, that's bullshit. Just like right. 
you know, make it so people can use the stuff and, and, and whatever. And I'd rather just, yo, call me for a, a custom job rather than go to court. You know what I'm saying? Like suing another musician, like to me, is just I don't understand that. So Right. But when you I, make the, when you make the record, do you make it with the intention that I hope people use it for their music or you just want people to hear you like No, nah, I wanted people to use it cuz cuz yeah, yeah. that was that was a problem. Like now now when you're doing production like it's the the process with sampling is back in the days they had this unwritten rule like oh you don't got to clear drums but now drums you have to clear oh. them. Oh. So if if it's a special pattern or if it's a really iconic sound, like like yeah. when the levee breaks, like you know what that is. <laughs> right. I think the Beastie Boys got away with that one. Yeah. Right, like, right before it all. Well, biz, they, biz, got it, they got in under the wire. It was Biz Marquee, right? With the and then all samples cleared after that. Well, I, after that, everything went nuts. So now they have who sample where people go up there and they they can like just put you in there like oh such and such use this yeah good for me i figured out who used what and then the lawyers and the artists go on there and read it right so like if you you know people still want to get that kind of a drum sound you know and i understand i understand i took time to figure out why those drums people sample how they got that sound which is a lot of what you said about just back then it was like two mics on a kit or like three, yeah. you know what i'm saying like they, there wasn't this overkill of just putting a mic on on every drum and then like squeezing the life i mean the meters sound like the meters because everything was wide open and ringing and there's like two mics on it probably at the most mm. Or maybe like a Glenn John thing where there's like four of them, but you, you don't yeah. have like <laughs> fifty-seven microphones on right. on a drum. You know, people. we we do that up at work. We, do we, you? Oh, we Ryan. We, uh, we uh, mic the stands. You Jay Ryan. Me? Ryan is a. Uh, <laughs> we Ryan. mic the hardware. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's. I, a, I mic the fuse box and the exit sign. Ryan's a foley <laughs> artist. They make the sound. He makes the sounds for the movies. He walks around in high heels and shit like that. When you hear De Niro like smash a bottle over some dude's head, that's that's Ryan throwing yeah. glass on the ground. Smash a bottle of a Fang's head. <laughs> People in the chat box, um, uh, so Brad says two questions. Does he have a favorite drum machine? And number two, where is his DJ gig? I could tell you where the DJ gig is because I do my research. You, is that still going on? I have two. Well, I have a Robert week, Barr I have, in Brooklyn. I have, I have a weekly at the Tuck Room, and that's in the Seaport, right? Yeah, yeah. at the Seaport every Thursday. I used to work there. Seven thirty to eleven thirty every Thursday. Seven thirty to eleven thirty every Thursday. At, Where at, in the, the Seaport? The Tuck, the Tuck Room. Tuck room. It's in I Pick Theaters, like inside the movie theater. Like take the escalator to the top floor. Is the restaurant slash bars? Oh, the, the Tuck actual room. mall. The, no, the restaurant. Like, it, right. when you go in there, like, the, there's a ground floor. The middle floor is where the theater is. And then the top floor is the tuck room, which is the restaurant slash bar for I Pick Cinemas. And okay. they have DJs Thursday, Friday. So I play Thursday, so it's all funk and soul 45. Like, that's just what I, I do that on Thursday. Those are your personal records, I guess? And yeah, yeah. I just bring the records from home and, and play that. And then Robert Bar is once a month. Like, it rotates whatever day. It's it's kind of like I know. Like, I'm playing next Saturday, doing the same thing. It's like a funk and soul thing. But I, I never know exactly what day I'm going to play. So I usually wind up playing five times a month in New York. Like, the, the four Tuck Room gigs and then the one Robert Bar gig. So, um, you know. I, Where is Robert Bar? Robert Bar is in Brooklyn, like uh, Bond and Atlantic. Like I don't know, they got all these newfangled names. For the <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the name of the neighborhood. Yeah, well, you know what we call that downtown. I think. <laughs> yeah, St. Francis. Like that's, that's what, what I know it is. It. Yeah, yeah. down to me, it's all downtown. It's all Brooklyn. downtown. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's the same thing with Manhattan. It's all downtown. It's like no yeah, home. It's always like I don't know what the fuck Turtle Bay is. No but home. I never been, I no home in, and all this other shit. Like I don't know what that is. Just it, it's in Manhattan. Here's the street. Right. It's downtown Manhattan. <laughs> East side or west side. That's it. Hello, fourteen. Listen. <laughs> Manhattan is two miles by eleven miles, and no one goes to the five miles that are above and uh, to the north of it. 
there's no there's no neighborhood. It's just Manhattan. This is Manhattan. Yeah. It's uptown, downtown, midtown, the Hell's Kitchen. Call it a day. <laughs> Basically. Lower East Side. Fine. Uh, and the drum machine, um, the drum machine, what that I use? Uh, what's your favorite drum machine? Brad asks. Oh, my favorite drum machine. <sighs> well, my favorite was the MPC two thousand, but but the SP twelve hundred, I have a soft spot for because that was right. the first one I learned on, and it just has a mojo to it that no other drum machine has. But MPC two thousand was like, that was my main drum machine for for all those years. I did hear you dissed the eight oh eight on a. On a record, I, I did. <laughs> I think it. Well, I think you were probably just in the. Uh, you said you know. something about the Australians too. I <laughs> Jay Zone has. A, you I know. said a lot of shit. I don't remember. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you ever go back and? Uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone has. You have so much material. You ever go back and regret something you said? Like, you know? oh, I, I don't even listen. I can't listen right. to anything I've done. Like, I, I can't because as a person, you're constantly changing. So you can't. Yeah. It's hard. That's part of the reason why I stopped performing because it's hard to perform that stuff when you're just in a different place mm. you, know you don't saying? tour or do shows or anything like that as right? a rapper fuck no I don't <laughs> right. why do you what what is the philosophical like why do you hate it why do you, why do you it's a long do? story right. I, it, it was, it, it's just <laughs> you know time. i had my last real show was like 2007 and i just had a something happen on stage i was just like what am i doing I'm, uh, is it I, is it part of the not Wanting to be around like a lot of people think too. That too, but also I had a I had a character like my my the Jay Zone stuff was a persona and a character, and like I enjoyed the character and part of the character is me. But I'm not. I found I was in character all the time, which yeah, you know. And then I'm like I'm not really a drinker like that. Like I don't really drink, but to to perform, I used to have to get wasted mm -hmm. because because like to have people <laughs> staring at you and all that stuff like i used and i used to drink long islands and you know those are no good Ooh. that's like so, everything right yeah, yeah long island iced tea is just yeah. like they just they, they, they take all the uh old beers and liquors that people didn't finish and put in a barrel yeah. And, yeah. and then when you're done they turn you into a person from long island yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just the worst part mm -hmm. next thing you know you're going to santa con throwing up yeah, it's just yeah. so I never. And then the one show I performed in the last ten years was a year ago, but nobody knew it because I had a, a ski mask on. Oh, <laughs> you're like you're like uh, Danger Doom or something. Yeah, and it was at South by Southwest, and I wanted to just kill everybody in the place. I, I, I hated South by Southwest. Was the South by Southwest skit on one of the records uh, um, before or after uh, that happened? No, it was. I never made a record after that. Like. I haven't, I haven't, I was just a right. one-off show. I was part of a group and I was down there and I was just like, I got back on stage after not having been up there for like maybe nine years. Mm -hmm. And the minute I got on the stage, I was just like, hell no. <laughs> There's some caller on the air with their radio uh, up. Yeah, what do, you, what do you want? Turn your radio down. Stop it. Hello? You hear me? They still don't get it. All right, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to hang up on that guy. Out of here. Sorry. Turn so, your radio um, down or go away. We're yeah, talking to Jay Zone, goddammit. Mess with my show. <laughs> <laughs> so when you learned to play drums, you were you were like sick of music, right? What year is this? Like uh, 2007 or something? You're no, like, I'm out of I, started oh, playing, I started playing in 2012. 20, really? 11, That's 12. it? Yeah, 11, 12. You must have a knack for it, dude, though, because you're like, did you pick it up or was it hard to learn? Like, you know, because when I started playing, it was like, how do I get the hi-hat to go with the drum? The bass drum, and I'm like, ah, well, I'll just well, forget it. You part know? of it was, like, from <laughs> from DJing and programming and stuff, you have, like, this internal clock for rhythm. And right. to me, it was all about tech, the, the technique and then the, you know, independence. Like, that was the hardest part. So 
Like I was at a point where I had left music completely. Like around two thousand eight, nine, I just completely left music. Go ahead, sir. Um, and then you know I was working like odd job, trying to like get into the quote unquote real world. Like, and I was like, this ain't working. And I was I was like, well, let me just try to find something to get the passion back from you because I destroyed like yeah. all my back catalog and. Oh, I went through yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. Are you depressed? Are you depressed? I'm good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I wrote the book and got it out of my system. But then right. after the book came out, you know, my father's like, well, you're a musician. Like, you got to, if you don't want to rap or make beats, then you got to find what it is. So when I was young, I was a bass player. Um, I played bass for about six or seven years. So, you know, he's like, why don't you just pick up the bass and just see what it is? So, I, you know, I went to Guitar Center, started playing the bass and stuff. I was like, all right, this is cool. And then one day I was just randomly going through YouTube and I saw a clip of um, Clyde Stubblefield um, playing with James Brown at the Boston Garden. Hmm. And he just took this solo uh, for Cold Sweat. And his left hand, like, I mean, because people laugh at me now because I, I learned to play traditional. I, the joke is I, I can't <laughs> play match grip unless... I'm like just doing like around the top. Like I have a hard time playing masculine because I saw him playing traditional. And to me, his hand, like watching his technique, it was just like, oh, my God. So I just started mimicking right. old videos. And then I bought I bought this like stick controlled and like Ted Reed syncopation. Like syncopation. That's, yeah. you gotta, that's, the, so that's you, the foundation. Yeah, syncopation, accents and rebounds. By the way, Ted Reed's on the cover of that book like uh, with the match grip and he's all stiff and it's this white guy like with the marching drum and he's all pissed off and yeah like it was just but those those great books, books. yeah those, you I, could make that book do whatever you want yeah you know like you could you can you could turn any like or say there's a it's getting a little nerdy but say there's like a <laughs> like a snare drum line in the book which is like a, you can use your foot use your foot yeah. and like you know you could mess with it any way you want it's a, it's a very good teaching tool yeah no nah, so i started fooling with dad and then i just would just play on my own I, but at that point like i would just work and then come home and i would practice like four or five hours every day like, right. like i That's was like 30 do. i was like 35 years old but i was acting like i was nine right <laughs> like, like this like this is all i gotta do <laughs> like all right we have enough to keep the lights on and okay the rest of the day i'm just gonna practice what was I, it what, what job did you have that you, that you oh you man i was oh uh, i was you just I was, did not fit into the workforce I, I worked in a high school in long island right it, i was a sports reporter for high school sports i was okay. I worked in a gym. Lacrosse coming at you. <laughs> I was basketball actually. Oh, basketball. oh that must. Have I been couldn't cool. do lacrosse. No. I, was, I, was, I was basketball. It's a wicked. Every time, every time Long Island comes up, I think of lacrosse. Yeah, no, but I was in the city and Long Island with basketball, so I was I was just like odd jobbing it. But then any moment I had, I would just sit down and play. You know, like I would try to take on the mindset of an eight year old, like who comes home and does their homework and there's nothing else to do but play. Because yeah. I remember reading a story where Joe Morello was talking about he was kind of awkward as a kid. And he wasn't popular, so he'd come home from school and just play drums all day. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. that's why he sounds like that. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so I was like, well, to do this as an adult is kind of daunting, but I was like, let's just do it and see where it goes. And then once I figured out how to record the drums and get them to sound good, I was like, well, I, let me just learn my favorite break so I could sample myself. And then that kind of, like, inspired me to get back into making beats because I didn't want to make beats, but I was like, now I can do my own drums and... I don't have to have a loop or a pattern. Like, I play right. live all the way through and have it flow like a band, but then have samples underneath. So, like, that was something totally different. So, did, did this happens during your your break, like when you really start to take drums seriously. Like, yeah, this, this was 2011. You know, like, so now did you 12, when, when, 13. when you were playing drums and 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 learning seriously? Did w did you have a plan to go back, or was like you're like, hey man, now I, I'm playing these beats and I can't not like not use them. You know, yeah, it was it was like that, and then. 
the music started, the musical part, like the beats started to come about because I was like doing the drumming and I, it made the production exciting. And then what I was going through in my personal life inspired me to, to write, write rap songs because of like trying to get the job and like you're a generation extra, you're kind of like in this new thing and you know, like everybody, you know, the texting and stuff, I'm old school, like I'm on the phone <laughs> and stuff. So I mean like I'm getting ideas and then ideas from the book. I was like, okay, this chapter would make a good song. By the way, the book is called Root for the Villain. Yeah, you know. Uh, rap bullshit and a celebration of failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Where can you get that book, by the way? See, uh, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon, yeah. yeah I don't, you know, but I, basically the, the rap stuff happened by accident because I was learning drums. But then I started making rap records, but I, like I said, I didn't want to tour. I didn't want to be a rapper. I just It was catharsis for me, nothing else. Like make mm -hmm. a record, put it out for the small amount of people that want it, and then I don't want to hear about it no more. <laughs> like, that's just what it was. <laughs> right. And then I started to, you know, with drumming, like, people started to hit me up, like, hey, can you play me a breakbeat I can sample? I'll pay you. And I was like, cool. I started doing that. But then I was like, I got bored of that. I was like, I want to play with bands. I want to play with other musicians. Like, that's the only way to get better is to Yeah. Oh, totally. We play, play with different other stuff. You have a couple other bands, right? Yeah, I play in a bunch of And, you know, my partner, I have a funk project called The Do-Rights. And that's me and uh, Pablo Martin. He's the guitarist for the Tom Tom Club. So, but Pablo was always my mastering engineer. Like he mastered all those rap albums, and I didn't know till later that he was also a musician. And then oh, yeah. one day his drummer didn't show up, and I had only been playing like a year at this point. And he was like, "Yo, come down, just play." And I was like, "I can't play." He's like, "It's rock." I was like, "I can't play rock." <laughs> he was just like, "Just, just play. I don't care. We just need somebody to keep time." And I wound up. I've been playing with them for years, and then now they have a group called Lulu Lewis. Like him, and his wife is the singer, and it's like playing rock. And I'm still learning because like people come to the show, like hey, you look like an old jazz guy playing traditional grip. <laughs> like you're supposed to look like animal. You're supposed yeah. to go. No, like, there's no right way to do yeah, it. Yeah, like they, they want me. You know, so like I kind of have, but they like because of that because it gives it like a blues and like a funk kind of a thing because of the way that I. I don't. I'm not a loud player, so like I'm learning. Like, these are things you can't learn in your basement. Like, when you're playing out, don't get in the way of the vocalist. Mm -hmm. How do you stand out with all these guitar amps? You, sometimes, like, the kick isn't mic'd, right? Like, these are things you can't learn just, like, sitting in your oh, house. Yeah. You got to adjust on a fly. Yeah, time. like, you know, all this cool little... But you play live drumming. Yeah. But you don't have a problem with that. Don't have a problem. Is that because <laughs> you're, like, kind of in the back? I'm in the back, the and, and I love my instrument. So, like, right. it's kind of like... I enjoy just playing, and I like playing and with other people. when you're rapping, people. you feel, like, self-conscious, and you just want to get out of there? Or you're Both. Like, you're, I just, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be playing Parcheesi or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, just, it's weird. Like, I can't, I can't really excellent game. Very underrated. It. Yeah, like, I, I, watching <laughs> Family Matters or Full House or Amen or 227. <laughs> like, whatever. Did I do that? Wait a Smashing stereotypes here on Live from the Barrage. Uh, he likes this, those shows. Yeah, I mean, just anything. You know what I'm saying? By the way, Jason is a white redhead with blue eyes. Are we? Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought it was Carrot Top. But, Mario but I, but yeah, I can't like, I don't know. It's just like when I'm DJing, I'm fine. Right. And when um, you know, when I'm when I'm playing drums, I'm like, it's drumming is still kind of new to me, you know. So it's like to me, I'm like, okay, am I doing this right? Like to me, it's like a, a challenge. Thing. So it's I love it because it's like a challenge, and every day I know there's something to improve and get better on. Not that there isn't with rapping, but I never really wanted to be a rapper. Right. So I did it because I was putting out these records independently. And Bobito Garcia, who's like a New York City personality, like DJing and he's like a jack of all trades. And he had a popular radio show in the 90s, the Stretch and Bobito show, which was 
immensely popular and he's like well you got to do shows to support your record I, I did my first show at at 22 like the night before my college graduation like i never rap i just to me like i was a producer but rappers are notoriously flaky like you'll come to the studio at seven and do these vocals, though, yeah. and they would never show up so i just i always knew how to kind of rap but i didn't really take it serious so i was like all right i'll rap on the records to, as a placeholder and then when nobody showed up that became the album and I just put it out to try to get attention for my beats. But people like showed up. They were, yeah, they didn't show up. Like rappers are just. I guess I guess I'll do it then. Nobody's here. Yeah, right. that that's how it came about. So then when the records came out, they're like, "Well, we want to see the person on the record." And I'm like, "I don't want to do this shit. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> produce." And then I wound up having a, a a rap career. It was an accident. Like the whole rap career thing was an accident. So in order for me to get up there and not should a brick on stage, I had to create a persona. So I made the Jay's right. own character. I used to wear the fur coat. Nice. <laughs> I used to be like really belligerent. Why are you just, afraid of like being, being what, it, it wasn't, it, I just, I just, I never, like self, uh, I didn't want yourself? Do, no, I just didn't want to do it. It <laughs> was just, right, right. I, I like being in the background. So like, to I'm, you it was like acting. You were doing like Yeah, a like, and, and it's, it's cool, but then, you know, like, being on the road, like I'm a, I'm a homebody. Like I don't like, I didn't like being in hotels. I used to, but I didn't. I, trust me, I believe me. You obviously know I wasn't traveling in style. Like I was, tra I was on Greyhounds doing <laughs> Chitlin Circuit through the South, like Big Broad eating a mayonnaise sandwich in the seat next to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like 95 degrees on the butt. Like I wasn't. Traveling in style. The record, the creative <laughs> records is melting. And... Yeah, you know, so I'm I'm going to you know do getting stranded on Greyhound buses and playing the chillers. I mean, I had some great shows. I did the European tour, which was great, and oh, I had oh. I had some cool shows. But I also towards the end, it was the Chitlin circuit, and I just didn't really like. I like making rap records, but once the record was made, I didn't care anymore. Right. So now you want me to remember what I said and perform it live? Like, yeah, how right. dare you? <laughs> you like, don't want to stand up there with a music stand like a total idiot. You know? Yeah, it's so I horrible. Mean, to me, that that's all I saw it as, but I went out and promoted the records because you kind of have to. You know, that, that's just yeah. something. But then after a while, now that I don't care anymore, I'm 40 years old, like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'll put out a record. <laughs> I put out my last record and didn't do one show. And I don't care because it's right, like it's the there's 500 to 1,000 people who like this shit for whatever, you know, so I make the record. Yeah, there's a lot of Sell people. it to them. And you don't do the merch thing either, right, probably? I just, yeah. On Bandcamp, just, if you want to get it, download it, buy it, steal it. No, but you don't just, like make, I, don't, I didn't see any t-shirts you know, or anything like that. You're, no. you're out. You don't, you don't even want to deal with no. it. No. I mean, yeah. It's just like, I, <laughs> I like you know, that. <laughs> I have my DJ Zone flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> Mario. So, Mario you know, do you know Mario is the original white rapper? He claims he's horribly, he has no time. I, I know what you mean. I'm out of the rap game myself. It's just, I've had enough. <laughs> Mario's 60 years old and uh, he's out of the rap game, he says. He's walking yeah. around with a cane. So, I lost yeah, it. How about the squeeze? Tooth you ever hear the here. squeeze gang rap attack? That was Mario's band. And <laughs> he oh, claims God. it was pre PJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. It was 1980, Jay. Wow. <laughs> I was he's, three. He's, he was three years old. Come on. He's Big Daddy with a cane. <laughs> that's funny. That's be, that was before they started rhyming. In right, I think I have some of Mario's rap right here. Uh, let's see if we, uh, if Jay wants to uh, critique, critique it. it. Yeah. I thought we were going to battle tonight. Uh, you want to rap? Oh, you Guess win. You win. And got the fresh rap like Dragon Style. I'm going to set you all back. There he is. There's Mario rapping. That's good. I'm talking to your people that go to school. Are trying to learn. That's the good time rule about now for science, students. mathematics. You and really are not even close to the. Beat. It's like ridiculous. I don't it's even go on stage close. anymore. I just perform for my students. Like Mr. Sarah, lay a rap down. I'm like, my name is a Sarah. I'm large, not narrow. Put me on a hill and I'll roll like a barrel. 
Yeah, like, yeah Mr. Sarrow, you got it. You still got it. <laughs> Get you on that Greyhound. The kids love that, don't they? They love it. <laughs> they love that old school. <laughs> they like the trad grip. <laughs> Mario's teaching class with a traditional grip. My drum teacher could have played with the traditional grip way faster than the regular grip. I never understood it. I, figured, I, can't, like, your, I can't play master. Like your wrists move like this. The wrist thing, right? And it's, a, it's, the, it's the fulcrum in the fingers. I don't get I could do it better with my right hand, which is weird, with like the other hand. Yeah, I, ca I can't play match with my I can, but only if it's like just do -do -do -do, like, you know, like really hard power. Like I can't do any drags or roughs or any kind of like finesse stuff with a match grip. Like I can't. Right. I'm sure if I put time in, but to me, the traditional grip just it's easier to get like rebounds and stuff. So it's it's easier to like dance around, the, you know, with your left hand. But it does feel good to to. To, like ghost some notes of the traditional grip on the toms and stuff, but I can never get the hang of it. I don't know what it is. You're listening to drum talk great. with this John is, this, is, this is Tom. This is Tama talk with uh, Jason. <laughs> uh, am, am I wrong? I, you know, I think there's been a caller on the air the whole time. I forgot to answer. Oh, maybe you hung up. Shit. Am I wrong? Have you had guests who, for some reason, they all drum? The last three weeks, you you go well, back. You're talking drumming every week, John. Every, the last three guests have been black guys, dude. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> drums, 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 really drums, is. drums. Oh, drums. you're saying it's tribal? It's like, like it is. No, I'm no. just saying that you know, you know, I don't know. The Trump. last three guests have been black people. It's been great. Brandon's we're blacking up. Drummer. We're blacking the shit out of this show lately. It's great, and I have more guests who I can't announce right now, but uh, they're coming on. It's gonna be great. I have big, two big announcements. I can't talk about. Is it, it Obama? No, he's, he's <laughs> absolutely no. No, I said a black guy. Oh boy! All right. Well, the show's taking a horrible racist yeah, turn. That one, yeah. So, uh, what kind of grip do you like to use? <laughs> we're listening to live from the Barrage on Radio Now. We're talking to Jay Zone from Queens. Uh, finally, all right. Let's see what this guy wants. If the radio's up, I'm going to kill this guy. Hello, sir. You're on the air, ma'am. Hello. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Hey, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Who am I Jay speaking Zone, with? We went to college together, but uh -oh. I didn't know you. Oh, wow. Purchase, um, purchase. Yeah, but we had uh, we had McElwain together. Yes, Pac-Man! <laughs> <laughs> and I still have a memory. I forget what the song was, but I forget the name of it, but uh, you played that song where like a dude's condom is talking to himself. Oh, shit. <laughs> he doesn't that. listen to his own stuff. You know? Yeah, wow. That, the Trojan War. <laughs> uh, or, or it might have been Kizzy's Revenge Because that might have been with Los Los was one of the kids in the production program <laughs> Wow Damn <laughs> you know, he took it And back. I remember like up to that point You know it was just like girls playing Some song they wrote in their bedroom And like some weird you know Nine Inch Nails guys And whatever And then you, you played that And I was like oh my god Wait, wait a minute then, was, uh, this, was this in songwriting on Monday night? Like seven thirty, like and and yes. the big yeah, yeah, that, like, like that yes. semicircle room. Yes, that was Kizzy's revenge. That was about the one where the guy gets gonorrhea. The song, uh, <laughs> yes. he starts pissing the razor blade. Wow, I rem <laughs> I remember playing that because the funny thing is, I was talking about my first album that I made there. I previewed half that album in that class, like to try to get a response because <laughs> that class had non music majors. So you want to see like who likes what, and most non music majors, if it you know they were into like just regular. Uh, Mace or Biggie or whatever, you know. So like, yep, you wanted yep. to see what they and the music majors were more into the quirky shit. So you would play stuff in there just to see like where does this sit. And usually I would alienate everything. Like I would play it, and everybody would be like, "Damn, man!" <laughs> but that was yeah. It was funny because I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a music major, but I also wasn't bringing anything to that class, and I was just sort of sitting there in the back, like kind of lurking on it and getting my credits and like just listening and stuff. Right. 
matriculated. Uh, but yours was like the great track from that class. <laughs> oh, I appreciate. Wow, Dad, oh, that's that, nice. was, that was a treat. <laughs> what, what is your What is your name, sir? And what did you uh, major in at SUNY Purchase? Uh, my name is Dave, and I majored in creative writing, which took me to huge levels of success. And of course, <laughs> I wonder how many people like went to purchase and everybody just, went to purchase. And yeah, you know, you're people, like the yeah. third guest we've had. But who who's gone to purchase and like actually? Like Wesley Snipes, it actually like made a career out yeah. of yeah, Jay Zone and Wesley Snipes. Like that's it. Mace was there too, but only for like a semester. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. And then he became all, was he, was he in uh, all religious. Oh, he was yeah. a ball player. I think he was on the basketball team. We had sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Pete from Pete. <laughs> yeah, you had a bowling alley. Too all I see is a bunch of guys yeah. playing hacky sack outside my window when I was there. That's in the hammocks. Yeah. And then and purchase, they, they purchase like, is worldwide, man. Yeah, I went there I, when I went to purchase. I go, this is great. I'm gonna get away from my parents. I'm only forty minutes away, and I like I was like I'm gonna like have my own apartment and drink and smoke cigarettes, right? Yeah, so, we we took a uh, intern from Perch. Yeah, I go up summer. there. They they Sorry. stick me in a triple with a guy from Harlem and a guy from the Bronx, and they, they they I'm not allowed to smoke and drink. It was the worst thing that ever happened. It sucked. <laughs> I went home and watched that, like, uh, yeah, Judge Judy. Or something. Our intern from J- was from Japan last year, and he went to purchase. Right. It's, it really is a worldwide. Purchase. They still do that festival, right? Like every uh, festival, festival every no um, spring. Culture shock. Yeah, culture shock. Yeah. They may stop and sneak in through the woods. I banged a girl on that on that big lawn. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then she accused me of not wearing a condom, but I totally did. And like she's like looking for it in the grass. I'm like, this is the worst. Oh man, <laughs> you sir are a pig. But they had hammocks, right? Dude, like, I did everything those, like, right. I don't know yeah. what her problem was. She, <laughs> she was. was she she asked me to bang. Yeah, Allen mean. playing the dining hall. <laughs> You're a real gentleman. You exactly. took it to the nicest lawn on exactly. campus. <laughs> I had sex with two women. Yeah, I don't know what her problem I'm was. Thank you to the quad. Oh, this is what happened with the triple. I had to. I started to bring her to my room to bang her. And uh, this, the, the, the Puerto Rican guy from the Bronx, I told him to clear out, and he was fucking sleeping in there. I'm like, come on, dude. And I had to go, we had to take it to the lawn. Were you in the far side, the crossroads of the big house? Uh, the <laughs> I was in the big house. The big house, man. I was in the big house. A314. That was my room. I remember. And then I moved to the old. Dude, I think I was in the same room. I was in the new for a little bit, but the new, I always thought the new was going to blow away. That shit was pre-built housing. Like, you get one hurricane, oh, and the new is out of here. They were like, <laughs> and they used to have skunks. Like, you would walk to the new at night, and there'd be raccoons and skunks on that path. That was so, just people smoking weed. There were, there, were, there were guys who, like, had, like, apartments. Like, the older, like the juniors and seniors. Yeah, had, like, I, yeah apartments. That's, that's were like, apartments. whoa, that's... that's nah, I lived in the old, the old apartments, yeah. You uh, lived uh, in the apartments, like, right from freshman year? No, no, I moved oh. in a, as a junior. Right. Like and then, but then they had the new. I lived in there for the summer, but I was like, I'm not living here because they had skunks and raccoons would be out at night, <laughs> possums, and they had rabies and shit. They'd be crossing the, they'd walking across the path, and I like the old is like right next to the uh, north. Right. So when you come down the oh, stairs, man. I was in J14, which is you could look at north from my room. So the it was skunks. like right there. But I remember, so I remember seeing a skunk going to somebody's living room on J Street. <laughs> Like, they had the door open trying to be cool and shit. And, like, one of those apartments where there was only, like, two of them on each section. Like, they had a suite upstairs. And they had the room open, and I saw a skunk go, and I was like, oh, shit, it's about to go there. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, yo, how long before somebody screams? And my man was out. like, yo, I'll give it 30 seconds. I was like, i give it 15. And, like, five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Price is right rules. You win. Yo. 
<laughs> I, the suites are the best. I never hung out in my room because I didn't really get along with the dude. So I would go up to my friends, and they had a suite, which was like this big common area. And we used to watch. Yeah, TV they, they had the room. suites in the uh, in the dorms. They had the suites. The best was they had a suite, Whoa. so there were like uh, I don't know, Whoa. like four or five uh, individual rooms in the, in the suite apartment thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one guy left. He like quit school, and I hid in the closet of this of his room. <laughs> So this way, when like they came to lock it up, I would just open it from the inside, and we made a recording studio in there, like with this free room. And one day, like we got caught and they locked it again. So, <laughs> but by the way, whatever we record in there, totally blew. <laughs> it was terrible. You tried. We were like doing acid, linking up, listening to Pink Floyd. Oh, I man. almost got turned on to the Grateful Dead. It was so bad. <laughs> Stick to sex on the lawn. Well, that SUNY purchase talk here on Live from the Virage. The whole rumor was that they they would have the doors like there was like two inches below every door, and they're like, "Yo, man, that's so that like the cops can roll like smoke grenades in there, smoke out the yeah. protesters." And stuff. But they had their own cops though, yeah, right? They, like, they had like a I think so, yeah. Like yeah bullshit security. Somebody detail. somebody measured yeah. wrong and ordered two hundred and thirty yeah, exactly. doors. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that exactly. sounds more accurate to me. They're like <laughs> Garden City yeah. cops. They're not really cops. Misread the spec. <laughs> I may not have spent a lot of time at college, but I spent a lot of time on Whoa. job sites. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was an order you can't throw back it's too much money mm-hmm. thank you uh should we take a quick break and then come back with jason is that okay jay you, you have time i'm cool you yeah. cool yeah How's hang out cream? for a little while yeah. yeah yeah i'm good check the pints yeah all right cool is, do you mind if i play some of your songs because i already played like three of them oh god play something more recent i don't want to hear the old <laughs> <laughs> I, can't oh, hear, well, I can't hear young me. Well, not play what you want. That's all I good. play stuff off Fish and Grits. Yeah, play whatever you want. Yeah. I love this song. All right, we'll be back right after this with Jay Quick break. It really is. It's, t- it's time for a crime wave zone. I, I-, I can't. Uh-huh. The, the fucking... We need a crime wave now. I'm on a date with this stuck-up transplant slow broad. Sipping on a latte, saying life's so hard. Here in New York, living in Brooklyn with no job. Same shit, different shit. My eyes are on the dough now. Bored and still. Here I am on another date with another of a high-class brat from Borum Hill. She had the audacity to state the 60 grand a year ain't enough for her to make. Ah, sick of gentrifiers saying life ain't fair because now that Brooklyn is a branch, you can't afford to live there. Or how is such a fucking pain bums begging for change? Kids dancing on the train or a threat to your safety. What the fuck you think you move to? You need an old pair? Go back to Old Claire and pump out a few bays. Yo, this city needs a crime wave. Checks and balance. To give a chick like this a fresh set of calluses. I ended the date because with a palatial I couldn't be bothered. So what you do? So I robbed her. <laughs> Damn, you could at least try to have sex with her first. I'll jerk off. Just give me a pin number. You're an asshole, man. Blame OK Cupid for the crime rate. Yeah, but these police are out of control, man. Who you telling? What you got to say about this shit, though, man? I am sincerely beginning to wonder whether policemen with guns prevent violence or create it. I know being a cop ain't easy. In theory, it's a stand-up job, but I'm going to respect the NYPD. So the CPR on the side of the car, I see it. And just laugh when the cops roll past. Five dollar lemon tree military fade. Six dollar Roosevelt field mall shades. Seven dollars worth of glazed donuts in a day. That's an eighteen dollar man that I'm supposed to obey. But if we brought back squeegee men jumping on your windshield, put smut and sluts back in Times Square and slow the cops down like a Macintosh pinwheel. No stopping first, they have to stop some shit right there. Ford Apache for a month. Dead bodies in the trunk. Frustrated customer robbing Barney's with a gun. Now it ain't no time to bust. Blue collar workers for sleeping on the train. Your pussy's got to serve us. Transplants refuse to toughen up and keep whining. Cops beat us, then go home and beat their wives on Long Island. Tourists shouldn't ever feel brave. They should be afraid to misbehave. Yo, it's time for a crime wave. 
I hear you, brother. Uh-huh. But yo, man, there's a lot of suckers in the music industry, oh, man. Yeah. It kind of makes me miss the days when people used to go up to the label with a baseball bat and break up the whole office. <laughs> oh, I miss those days, man. <laughs> they want to kick the ice cream truck out of Prospect Park. But they went and did the rap, what they did to New York. I ain't dissing Iggy Azalea. She's just a symptom of how our rap legends never did shit and failed us. Example? Dr. Dre don't want a sample in this shit. Check the credits. George Clinton wrote a lot of them hits. Damn right. Dissing Bobby Schmurter for being a coon. But L.A. Reed was sitting right in the room. Makes me miss the 90s when goons ran loose in the record label offices and knew where to find you. Lost an A&R's desk with a chair or a ball. Start to bitch up like this. Yeah, scared you all? The rap game needs an enema for all the chump cinema. Cause radio ain't playing no damn public enema. Says a nigga with a spoon in his mouth figures. Rap's a house party full of house niggas.
Radio Nope. You are now the owner of a record which is going to make it easier than you ever thought possible to stop smoking. garbage disposal. from your local government office. I'm just calling to inform you that all law enforcement officials are off-duty today, and there will be no consequences for any actions you choose to take. Thank oh, you, shit. and enjoy your day. Oh. Put away the ski mask today, there's no consequences. Do what I like with no jail time, I hop in fences. Some did me wrong in the past, I'm sorry. My ex is the first to feel today's benefit. Found out she cheated on me, that's fresh, I'm confiscating tampons till she bleeds to death. Hit all get smart and high and bag of dope temperator. She looked 22, but the Lord let me lay her. Roll by the precinct, pump it, end up. Hey, back to the crib to throw my rubbers away. Cause today I'm going raw, bust the low, remain killers. Fuck AIDS and zippers, pull out my headless. Find my slave driver, exports from the ice house. Run his gear, lock him in the freezer, and it's lights out. Find my first grade teacher, right crossing out the dike out. Back in the days, a lot of people. With a noise on, but I love crutches and they know it, they avoid zone. Excuse me, sir, bathroom for customers only. Hey, yo, no problem. I'll take a leak on Broadway and Broad Day, cause pissing on trees just ain't my style. Tell the pigs to clean and show my hatred for the cops. Park in front of fire hydrants, steal handicap spots. Run up to Lucy Lou, chug her down and nuke a smack. Freddy music making money, I'll be A&R's bloody. Roll through the ghetto pumping ice, ice, baby. Think I give a fuck, it's better than the shit I heard lately. Sick of all the churches making money off the Section 8 and lower class, so I confiscate the collection plan. Before the state ends, go visit Mayor Rudy, shake his hand in. Proud to be a New York City resident. My day with no consequences. I wrote a short list. By the time I finished, had to add there. Free prisons on an arbitrary basis. On robbery of a bank, will security change shifts? I don't care if we were sick, but we had beef sticks. Warping yo, don't forget shit. Pull the vote and boot out its foundation. 
kill a volunteer with it for trying to fool the whole entire nation. Run up on NBC while the televised live make the anchor woman suck my dick for someone else's lies. Leave Pap Buchanan strangled with his necktie. Washington, D.C. heard my battle cry. Blowing up phallic symbols and government officials. Slain rappers on their back due to hip hop issues. Disguised in motor grease. Stab fake thugs in the neck with their own Jesus piece. It could have been gangster rhymes, or maybe it's because what consequences is suspended. Beat you to death with a club if my car's rear ended. Even Jay's on court a bullet for being late with my beat tape. I had to do it. Don't misconstrue this, no allies. I wouldn't trust no man in that situation, no matter how tight. Later that night, someone's a creepy call it rather slight. Beat a cop to death with his own flashlight. A stick of gum sticks the wick to a stick of dynamite that's stuck in a judge's tailpipe. Do what I like, an eyeball, leaving the sight of his last eye job with a toolbox. His form is in a coffin. Get on the horn at once, it's an all out. Rosario Dawson Hunt, run up in your house. That's uh, No Consequences by Jay Zone. Jay, what, what album is that off of? That that was on Bottle of Whoopass. Bottle EP. of Whoopass. That's the first record, right? The second one. Second one. Okay, yeah. that's early. You don't like the early stuff. No, I like, I like it. It's just, I like it for, like, I couldn't perform it now, but I like it for, you know, I like it for what it is. So. Right. Yeah. And do you ever, get any, you ever get any flack for... Uh, Calling out other rappers on the on the records and stuff like that. Or? Nah, because nobody really knows my records. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a zero. Right. You didn't get like tweeted by Iggy Azalea or something like that. Nah, <laughs> I don't think I was. you. You know, you're you're a little too modest there. Jay's got like a million followers on Twitter or something like that. You know, I'm, and he doesn't I'm even tweet. A little below the radar. So. Right. Well, probably twenty four thousand or something. Like that. I mean, you know, people know your stuff. Mm-hmm. You, uh, do you feel like uh, any kind of bitterness that? Uh, you didn't like be as successful as nah good, no. I mean, at at one point when you were younger, when I was it, younger, yeah, not not bitter, but it, it's kind of like like what you, the fuck do I have to do? To, yeah, like because you you think you know like you you get a lot of critical acclaim, so then you start listening to all that chirping, like you know, like when especially when people who are like you get cosigns from people that are like famous. So and you work with people who are famous, you think like that day is gonna like I mean I Danger Mouse a close friend of mine, so I worked with Danger Mouse on like his early records and I I do I still work with him I do drum stuff for him so like you have him and then CeeLo comes up to one of my shows and performs a song with me like wow. out of nowhere like I didn't even know he was gonna be there. <laughs> how, how do you work that? Because he Gnarls Barkley was out at the time. Oh yeah, but and, like when he's you don't even know like what's. He comes up and does one of your songs. Yeah, because they were listening to it in the tour bus, and Danger Mouse was telling me, "I was like, I don't believe it." He's like, "No, CeeLo loves disco ho. He loves it." <laughs> and I, I did my quote unquote retirement show, like, because I was gonna kind of walk away from. It. I was like, "I'm gonna do one last New York show, and that's it." And they were happened to be in town, and he pulls up in a limo, like, "Let's do the disco ho." I was like, "Are you serious?" So it was like that, and then, you know, I got like a, a Quest Love did like a drum. Th- you know, I was like a drumming video I had. He, you know repost it so like sometimes like now i understand it but when i was younger you know when you have people who are like up there and famous you know like telling like they might even see me in a record store and tell me something or whatever so you think that that's gonna equate to dollars or Mm -hmm. fame or whatever and then you know you you kind of get disappointed when things don't work out but now that i'm older i understand like how how it works how it works you like, know CeeLo green coming up on stage netted you zero dollars yeah i mean but it, but but you know it's it's a great life memory so you have you know you enjoy it for what it is yeah. you know, right so. you're, you're arguably better off yeah yeah but now that i'm older though i realize it because now i don't think i could handle fame you would have like, gotten in trouble what yeah. do you mean 
I just I'm a private I'm like a pretty private person. Like I don't really like being out and about, and I don't like. That's why you got to wear the mask. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, just like de- you know, dealing with the media a lot. Like I'm outspoken, you know, with something like this because it's in Queens. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like <laughs> I come out the crib and then I come here. You know, so it's different, but. I really don't, you know, I don't like music industry people for the most part. So I don't really know how to like rub elbows and mm-hmm. you just have no time for that shit. I just I just have no interest and like yeah. I like making music. Like, like just, if someone comes up to you and starts talking to you about like record deals and you know they're full of shit, like do you just like walk away? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't really have time for that and one word I don't like is relevant cuz they tell you, "Oh, you got to say relevant. Uh, what is what does relevant mean?" The like, whole that, thing's gross. Yeah, so I just don't have any interest in playing the game. Like I just make music how I want to make it and then that's it and I like kind of being behind the scenes and doing the stuff I'm doing so I think if I had found a lot of success as a like as a rapper I think I would have imploded right I definitely I definitely think that you think you would have turned to uh, substances and uh, things like that or I don't just know like, about that I think I would have like been severely depressed or had you try to self sabotage yourself yeah you know, anxiety you know anxiety attacks and stuff like that and you know I I definitely I got to where I was supposed to get to in terms of the rap stuff. Like, I definitely, right. looking back now, I think it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Are you, are you here to reveal the identity of uh, MF Doom? Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff yeah. Yeah. yeah, Everyone knows who he is, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel. Well, I know you have a lot of problems with rap. Uh, by listening to your songs, if I'm not telling any tales out of school, but what's the biggest problem in rap to you? Like, what's the, like, is, what's, uh, what's the thing that bothers you the most about like rap? Is it the fans that want to go back to the '90s and everyone the nostalgia, the hipsters who think that only you know the, the, a certain era is real, or you know, like you said, like just you know, music is good, either good or bad. I just look at it as good or bad music. Like, I'm not gonna just. Dis- count something just because it's old or new but what, what people don't understand is in terms of the generational thing is i, I stopped talking about it because you you can't win like you, right. you, listen, have, I, I i listened to your song about the interview i go those are half my questions yeah it's like you, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. it's like annoying interviewer in the middle of the song interviewing uh, yeah Taylor. but but That's it's me. like if, if you look back historically at rap ever since run dmc came out it's been about youth. Like Run DMC came out with the the black, the leather jackets and the Adidas and the, the rope chains and stuff, and they kind of smashed all the like the disco stuff that came before it. Cause like kids were like in that era were like, I want to look like these guys because they look like the guys of my neighborhood. Because mm-hmm. you know, so whereas the guys like the, the Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five, the Spoonie G's, like that, the youth pushed that to the wayside, and it became about the Run DMC look. But then five years later, you had the Afrocentric movement, so you couldn't wear no gold. Like around right. eighty nine, ninety, yeah. it was about take that gold off your neck. It was like a you know a strong. Yeah. We're gonna shop for a kufi. Yeah, <laughs> it was that kind of a vibe. Oh, right. it was, you know, a strong Afrocentric, a serious vibe. So that that replaced that, and then two years later, it just got on the gangsters. You know, and when the Chronic came out, it's like, hey, I'm gonna get some bitches, yeah. smoke some weed, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, and then I got the guns and this. So. You know, every couple of years, the things would turn around and the youth would decide what they want to do. And anything that came before it, there was just no respect for it. Right. So I think that now that, you know, like we're a whole generation removed, I think that there's just a lot of the young kids just it's just it's ingrained in rap. Like there's just a lack of respect for stuff that came before. 
and it's just but now it's more extreme to us because we we're so spurned yeah. yeah like now the people who are disrespecting us are like could be our kids age you know what i'm saying like so it's it's <laughs> yeah. weird to have someone half Tell your age <laughs> you know so but but it's like uh you know, like even with, with hip hop, like if you were a producer, you know, and a DJ and a music fan, you knew where the samples came from. But the average kid in high school, hey, you know, that's a cool in the gang record, right? They didn't right. care. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Just, like you know. they, they didn't care. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was like, so now, you know, like if a kid comes by and has a high top fit, well, you know, Big Daddy Kane made that popular. He's not going to care. It's, it's the same thing, you know? So it's like, I'm not saying that's right. I mean, I think every, anything you get into, you should learn the history. And, and learn who the greats are and the pioneers and what came before you. I believe that. But in hip-hop, it's just different. Like, it's not like a jazz drummer. Like, if you start playing today, like, you might have modern guys you like, but you know who Philly Joe Jones, Max Roach, Elvin Jones, Art Blakey. Like, you know right. who they are. You know, you learn that long, you know, you, you figure that out on your journey. I mean, Hendrix might not be your generation, but if you're playing guitar, you know who he is. Mm -hmm. And with hip-hop, it's, it's always kind of been this thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to have my voice, fuck the past. And it's always kind of been that way for young kids. So, like, to, you know, to argue with a 13-year-old on Twitter about <laughs> is, is, is you know, who's right, you know, Noriega right. or Chance the Rapper. I mean, right. like, that, to me, it's just like, well, let's just focus on trying to make, because there's a lot of artists from that era that are still making good music and they're not getting the support because we're so busy putting energy into why Little Yachty is whack. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, but that doesn't help Sadat X, who just yeah. put out an album. That doesn't help OC or AG or any of these guys, or Freddie Fox, whoever, whoever. A lot of, a lot of those guys are still active and making good music, so let's use the energy to but, support that. But do you think you know I mean? do you think it's it's the kids chasing trends or that it's really, it's the record companies pushing all this it's, fucking it's, shit? I mean, it's, it's, bo it's both. It's you know incredibly, like, it's in, look, the fact of the matter is, it's incredibly cheap to produce a hip hop record as it is opposed to a rock and roll record or anything like that. Like when you go through, it's like, like all of this. You think? Like, I don't think it's that. Uh -huh. But no, well, I mean, like you need a room, and you need you, you depends. Room, you, you have ten guys in the He's band. Not saying you it's a, easy. You know. It's just a no, no, not no, not not, not no, that it's easier. It's that it's there's there's a hell of a lot less overhead. Overhead, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. and that, that these record less companies, people to pay too. Well, there's less people to pay. There's less space that's required. In order to do it, sometimes you know, and there's... do you feel like you have to do everything yourself too? Like, do you feel like a little bit of a control guy? Like, uh, kind of. If I do it all myself, I have no one else but myself to blame. Yeah, if it, yeah if it I've, sucks, I've, and... I've always been that way. Like my partner, Ryan, oh, Ryan partner Al Sheed used to always call me the mad scientist because he'd come to my house and do a verse, and then a month later the song would be done. And he's like, I didn't hear how you got from point A to point Z. <laughs> <laughs> but that's do how I, I am. Do I still get half of the no money that we're gonna make on this? Great. Yeah, I know. you know, but like, but when it came, you know. I was I've always been like that's my approach like when I'm in the basement working like that's my comfort zone like that's what I enjoy like it was the hard part was deal you know dealing with the press dealing doing shows the camaraderie and the hip hop shit which I never cared for right like all that other oh, crap yeah? I didn't I, is that I mean, kind of like when like comedians have a deal like 
if the last guy suck, you don't make fun of him. Meanwhile, like you're a comedian, it's like this unwritten rule, like some kind of boys club or like everyone's like. Well, it wasn't it wasn't that, but people would buddy up with each other. So like yeah. you know, like certain crews didn't Clicky. like each other, and I'm like, there's not enough money in indie rap for y'all to be beefing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you'd hear like this rapper and this rapper taking shots at each other. I'm like, it's not like it's Drake and <laughs> and Jay Z. Like I mean, like you guys were performing for 50 people, and you guys are making diss records at right. each other, and I'm just like. Like, and to... I was a producer, so me being a producer, I'm the type O blood of, of music. Like I'm working with everybody because you're trying to unify the scene, and they're busy causing. Well, not even unify. <laughs> I have I, a trying to get paid, and B I have a sound, and if people like it, I want to make records. I like right. making records right. with people. You know what I'm saying? I like to make music, so I would work with one rapper, and then find out that I work with another rapper, and now this one is mad at me because I worked with the other one. And and I'm like, well, what the uh, fuck is like, this? Is like wrestling? Like, there's no money. <laughs> there's no money in, it, like, there's not a, enough money in this for for us to like. Can't we just make our records and just? just can't you just all give get me a, checks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take all your checks. I don't yeah, care. like I didn't care about all that crap. But then I don't it's get like, paid in grief. Well, you know, but then it affects you down the line because when it comes to touring, touring was about packages. Okay, so like it's like all right. I had a niche audience. I couldn't be a headliner because I didn't have enough of, an, of, of a following to be a, a headliner. So How many I, people can you relevance. put in a club or something if you were by yourself? You know. Oh, back then, not many. I, <laughs> th th like that's why I did the chilling circle. Much like this radio show. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I. Hey, wait a second. I couldn't get no, but it's true. Like I couldn't draw a room, so I would have to open up for other. Artists and like and, Mobile or like down like South crazy places. Yeah, like, oh, where would, where man. was like the craziest Chitlin? Oh, show? the craziest one was in Johnson City, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers it right away. He got it. Right the, away. They had the house lights on. It was like this <laughs> chicken wire, and it was like a Sunday night, oh. and like it was it was. And I took a twenty. I took a twenty-one hour Greyhound Greyhound home after that gig. Holy With your shit. like equipment and stuff. Well, no, I was just rapping then. You know, another yeah. reason why I didn't have a lot of money, so after a while, I couldn't afford to bring a DJ. So it was like you have oh, all man. your music on a CD, and then the DJ has a CDJ. And, you know what I'm saying? Like the production was cheap because like, there was just not enough no, money. That's what Pat was saying. It's easy. Yeah. It's not easy. So it's I would just, try to was... win it over with like antics and personality, but right. the stage show, like there was no money to bring a DJ House on the road. lights are on. You know, and, and hip hop without a DJ to me is just not the same. Right, like you right. have to have all yeah. the great groups had a DJ, whether it's DJ Scratch with EPMD or Jam Master J or. But it's a, but it's a, it's but it's a band thing. They're actually throwing back and forth. There's yeah. there's a movement between the two of them. You know, it's just somebody coming yeah, up and rapping to a CD. Yeah, but there's no money to be made like uh, dissing somebody else unless like everyone's making huge amounts of money. Then you can maybe sell some right. records. But but this was the early 2000s, so a lot of this stuff started from yeah. like chat rooms and message boards. And to me, it was just like stupid because it was like, I don't like, I don't like, you know, beef and violence and music because I came yeah. from an era in the studio where guys would like have guns on them and shit, you know, and I'm like a young kid and guys got guns on them and this street stuff going on and like I was around at a young age and I don't like that around the music like I just don't yeah. want to do it so why would <laughs> I don't you like it in the studio around the equipment yeah <laughs> on the board well yes. yeah because if somebody gets blood splattered on the reel to reel we, then I, I get in trouble we you can't know? even smoke here forget about taking out our guns <laughs> yeah so I mean so like, com like coming out of that like why would it like it's simple just make music like why do you want to add like this this shit to the music you know so but I mean not it wasn't all like that but I'm saying like you had to align yourself with other artists if you wanted to get shows. If you wanted to, it's basically it was like piggybacking on their fan yeah. base. 
So it's like, okay, how can I tap? These guys have a, a fan base, so how can I get some of them to follow me? So you open up, then you do a collaboration, then you do a beat for them. That's how it works. But the style of my music was was didn't fit in anywhere, so it would always alienate whatever whoever I was opening up for. So eventually it was like, all right, we got to put you by yourself because you're just bugging and doing all this shit. <laughs> so I would headline, but then I didn't have a big following. So the numbers at the shows went down. Like touring was really, I hated doing touring and doing shows because it was just, it was a crapshoot and it was like, it was so political, like to, to try to get, you know, to get gigs. And, and it would, it was, because if you look at hip hop in the, in the beginning, or at least like the 80s and the 90s, you could go into like a, a source magazine and say, okay, Ice Cube, Too Short, De La Soul, NWA, and Poor Righteous Teachers are on tour together. Now, like by those groups, you just went from Afrocentric to yeah. gangster to pimp to quirky to what? Because hip hop was like, it was like, all right, it's us against the world. Like mm. we're trying to get respect. So we're all, we might all be stylistically different, but we're going to get on the road right. and we're going to tour together. But for some hip hop shit and everybody represents something. But by the time I got into it, there were so many little sub niches that it was like, you know, it was like, well, he th- their stuff is kind of gangster, but underground, and they're more quirky, and they're super abstract, and you mm. know they like it, and and like just by you being a hair off, their fans just wouldn't like you, and and you you wouldn't be able to you. It was you it think was, they go to the show like you're kind of set up to not to not like you like you. Yeah, you know. yeah, they go in to see who they want to see. Like they weren't open to other styles of rap. I'll never forget. I opened up for Atmosphere. Uh, shout out to Slug. And Slug was like one of the only dudes in underground rap who had women at his show. <laughs> like he, he had like a large female audience. And like he was one of the only people. Oh, and he yeah. just, I was like, damn, man, how do you do it? And he just had, and I opened up and they hated me. Because, <laughs> because like I had this jokey, playfully misogynistic stuff that it wasn't serious. It was just, you know, pimp right. shit and stupid talk. But then they just... Oh, hey, just, you took the tampons away so she could bleed to death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like, you perform that that's and you got vaguely gotta, misogynistic. You, that's <laughs> openly... You can't do that at Smith. Yeah. You can't do that at a slug show. What's yeah. up, SUNY Purchase? I did that at a slug show. So then afterwards, <laughs> you know, like, she came up and she was like, I don't appreciate what you're doing. And yeah, you need to listen to Slug and learn some manners. And I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> this. I'm like, so it, be- it became that, where it's like it was too aggressive for some, but then it was too goofy for others. And right. it just didn't, it wound up in this like novelty bin, which I hated because uh-huh. I was always a serious about my craft as a right. producer and making records. And you want to be the weird Al of rap or yeah, something. Exactly. Like that. And that's what was happening. So I walked away from it. I was like, I don't want to, because you can't get out of that bin when, once they put you in there. So oh, I just, yeah. I kind of walked away from it and just said, like, all right, I'm going to focus on the musical side. And then I started, you know, I learned instruments and doing different things. And I was, I'm a lot happier. Not from the, the beginning is great because you're just young and you're just getting in it. And it's like, wow, like bottle of whoop ass. I was loving that. By the way, watch this but, play. Uh, it hits uh, the ground. Oh, the it goes baseball. up in the air. <laughs> Who's winning and, the, the basketball game? And, and then the, uh, the uh, baseball comes down and hits the catcher right in the head. He has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Oh, what basketball game? Oh, shit. We had the playoffs, right? Yeah. I yeah. wonder who's winning. Celtics were up by like four going into the fourth. Yeah. Uh, Don't worry. Uh, they, they, uh, baseball has like another fucking 240 we games. Oh, we'll put it on when it's two minutes left. Jay, you're a sports fan, Jay? Oh, a big well, basketball most. I mean, but, uh, uh, you're a Knicks uh, fan, I, I assume. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, nah, nah, not real. Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley era. Like after that, of course. 
I kind of like the There's Isaiah Thomas, Anuka Brown, Saunders, right. uh, Sanders, <laughs> Marbury era because of all the dysfunction that was going on. I thought that was, that was terrible. A, every day I would look forward to reading the Daily Dude, News. I, 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 you know, as, as bad, you, Marbury got such a bad rap, and he was bad when he was here, but I think he's like legitimately, legitimately a really good guy. Like I, I like Marbury. Yeah. I always liked him. I think him. he is too. Yeah, right. You know, but th- just that, that, but I mean, like the last time I really, you know, was seriously, <laughs> it was obviously with the Mason and Oakley. Oakley oh, who has man. great car washes. Come I go on. to his yeah, car no, washes. Central, Listen, Central, Central Avenue. Yeah, That's Central an amazing Avenue, yeah. car wash. Charles, o- <laughs> Charles Oakley showed up at the garden and, and fought James Dolan. It was the greatest thing I ever oh, seen man. in my life. That was like a week ago. <laughs> Charles Oak. I mean, yeah, you know, you big, can't mess with the Oak. A big basketball fan. I used to cover high school sports, like, for 10 years. I, right. I wrote for Yahoo Sports. Well, that's when the Knicks were tough, and they were all defense, and they but, were throwing elbows, and Anthony Mason was no joke. Who'd you see go pro out of, like, Yonkers and all that shit? Well, I was covering the city, too. Oh, okay. So, I mean, uh, I saw Sebastian Telfair. I mm-hmm. covered him. Uh, Lance Stevenson. Tobias Harris, who's now on Sebastian the— Sebastian um, Telfair was uh, um, Marbury's cousin. Marbury's yeah, cousin, yeah. Yeah. He's supposed Harris. to be the next big thing. Yeah, um, who that must guys. have been fun though. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh like, man, oh the like, PSAL yeah. about yeah, fifteen years cool. ago. Gary Irving, Quincy Doobie, Sebastian Telfer. I mean, those did guys. Did you not like dude. writing about basketball? Or was oh, it, I loved it. Did, it was did, but great. What was it? What was it that like? You know, Eventually, the, man. Like I honestly, it's, it sounds crazy, but I think that me, my job being like with, with internet reporting, I think we kind of ruined it. Because they, mm-hmm. because like when I was in high school, the only person who got pressed was the nicest. Like you had to be exceptional. Really good. Now yeah, anybody with a be. dick with, with a phone could tape anything. Yeah, there, like right? so now like my thing was like, like scouting. So go to the games, who you know, and, and if anybody's got any college offers, do a write up. So now every kid is getting a write up, and now the kid is going around showing chicks, hey, I got a write up, and it, you know, it, it just became, all right, you're the guy who's gonna help me get famous and yeah. back then it was like nobody even cared unless you really did some shit you know what i'm saying so like it was kind of you know and then you have those psycho parents like who kind of live vicariously Ugh. through their kids so then i would have to deal with them we're seeing that now with the draft and uh, what's with, his name with, uh, the, the guy's ball, ball. Yeah, ball. Ball. yeah that guy. <laughs> i don't like him he's so fucking nice. i like it too you know such a dick. Fuck, fuck the system and fucking bunch of white people going everybody behave let that guy do what he wants. I, although, I mean, yeah. but, although, you know, $450. But wait, sneakers, but when you're right. getting a phone call from one of them at like 3 in the morning because like <laughs> you mentioned his son's free throw percentage in the article that he missed, like he made 7 out of 10. Like, you know he made 8 or 9. Why would you write 7? I'm right. like, yo, you, you know, on. after a while. And then it, like, it just didn't pay. You know what I'm saying? But after a while, it was just. And then the kids got kind of soft, you know, like, because back when I, when I started doing that, like there was no social media, so. If you were playing against somebody, your rival would come to your game and just stand on the wall, stone face, like watching you. Like every movie, it's like when I see him, I know exactly how I'm going to pick him apart. And now, you know, you go to games, the guys are talking to girls, they got a new tattoo, and yep. they got the fashion going on. Like, I mean, the kids just, it's just, but it's just a product of the time. Like when I first started, right. I mean, these were like hard nosed kids that were really trying to. It was like you said before, too, that like Run DMC is so like, uh, Concreted in our history, you don't think about them as like fashion, but that was fashion. Yeah. That was that was a that fashion, was fashion. That that was fashionable fashion. thing back then. You no, know, I, I, Jay, I had lunch with uh, <laughs> oh, Jay here Master we go. Jay. His in, name dropping. Wow. Name dropping. Who paid? House in Hollis. Jay Master Many Jay. Years Would ago. you have a coupon? <laughs> no, no. I went to his house and uh, we had lunch, and I met. I was there to set up an interview. Wow. That was a memorable J J, time legend. in my life. That was a, like one of those pivot points. People on the chat box wanting to know if you ever heard the J.R. Smith song. You ever hear that? They call me an enigma. 
Smith? Yeah. Smith? Man, Smith. No, it's <laughs> when I wake up in the some guy morning, pretending to be him. All all did two versions. Say, Damn, oh, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> no, I like the, George uh, Carl is born. I like Jason Kidd with the kid did. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> no. That <shit> is hard. <laughs> That's a hard one. Because he's rapping in that West Coast, like, because he's from the Bay Area. It's he's real? Like, he's like, the J Kid got the love for the hoes. And like, he's rapping like Snoop. Like, the shit is dope. They oh, had that man. And it's ball, what the kid did with two Ds. Yeah. The, the best kept secret was Cedric Sabalos and Shaq. Like, all of them were rapping. But the Jason Kidd song was so They had Money B. Oh, you have it? Oh, shit. I got everything. It's the yeah, internet now. Is this real? For real? Yes. Get out of here. With Money B from Digital Underground. This is incredible. Well, I like the beat. 1994. Oh, my God. This is the weirdest, lamest, and also greatest thing I've ever heard. Of. It's, it's kind of like he's kind of got a Warren G thing going. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's that West Coast laid back. They put the uh, what I like to call the Comptonizer on the uh, keyboard. Right? It's like either the helicopter is going. Yeah. What year is this? 94. 94. I like the guy. The guy who put it on YouTube had the presence of mind to put the whole song up, but but did, was too lazy to put any other picture except for just Jay Kidd sitting on the bench there. He's in a Mavericks uniform. He's warming up. He's got the satin jacket. Staying, staying loose. They had three big rookies. He's like kicking ass like Jim Kelly. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jay Kidd is tough. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> By the way, this is J-Zone. Get his new album on uh, Bandcamp. <laughs> you want J-Zone's album? Just go to J-Zone. Just go to Bandcamp and search J-Zone. What do you? What do I have to hold you by the hand? What am I doing? It's great. There's a million things up there. I was wondering too. Um, I, I was buying your records because you know I I don't want to be like the radio guy. Like oh, it should be a free thing. So you know every every song's a dollar anyway, or whatever. So who cares? I'm, you know. Talk about payola after the show. Yeah. So I bought yeah I bought a record. I bought a couple songs. I think I'm up to fifteen bucks. So uh, when I uh, when I'm buying them, I'm, I'm going. It's like two hours before the show. I'm going. I hope Jason's not like getting like PayPal alerts no, on his phone. Yeah. I was, but I didn't make any money because I just put the the 45 out. And Big Bandcamp has that that uh, that revenue share balance. Oh. So if you sell a bunch of physical product, you don't make your digital has to recoup. Right. Oh, they're like, oh, share. congratulations! But you, you helped me recoup my revenue. Yeah, you helped me recoup my revenue share. Thank, Thank you. I was. Was it coming up on your phone? Like. Uh, yeah, you received get, one dollar from PayPal. Yeah, I was getting alerts. Damn but, it! Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. I'm like, man, he's gonna think I'm so lazy. I'm just buying the songs now. But do you like Bandcamp for like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there? to me, like, I, I just cut out the middle, man. Like, I, just, yeah. I don't want to deal with the right. music industry. I just want to make music and put it out to people who care. Bandcamp's pretty good. That's the end of it. And with Bandcamp, yeah. I'm able to do that. I don't want to deal with any people anymore. Just, just put the music out. Right. Like, all right. the other shit is. When you, when you recorded your first couple of records, you had a distributor and a record label. Yeah, well, I, this, I was just who, out who, How did you get to, you know, how did you get like, a, you know, for lack of a better word, discovered or whatever? Like, 
Well, I, well, I was working. I said Vance Wright was my I, my first internship was at Power Play Studios in Long Island City, right? Uh, with uh, Lars Professor and all those guys. Akinelli was recording Vagina Diner at the time. <laughs> That's really good. And I was 15. That was the summer of 92. I was just sweep out the reel to reel room, but they let me sit and watch Lars Professor work. And I was so blown away by that. I said, this is what I want to do. So then when I went back to school, I had gotten, I saved up and bought an SP 1200. I was making beats at home. And then there's this girl I went to high school with named Tisa who used to braid my hair. Like just a a girl at the school and she was Vance Wright's cousin and I was like yo what's up with Vance and Rick was in jail Slick Rick had gone to jail mm-hmm. yeah so Vance went to jail for murder right he would tell he shot at it uh shot at somebody right and uh was attempted it, I, murder? I, I can't remember was, he, but, pardoned, was he pardoned by Patterson he got out because I saw oh. him in concert I went to the yeah uh, he's been out yeah. but I mean, he I went in and like he went yeah. in in 1990 so this was maybe 93 94 and then um you know she told Vance about me, and then my my best friend at the time, Kevin, just lived in Nourishell, and he went up to the studio and just discovered, you know, the new studio and said, hey, my, my man's been trying to reach you. And he was like, oh, yeah, he goes to school with my cousin. So, so I went over and played him a demo, and he let me intern. So I started interning in the summer of 94, like just sweeping floors. But it was a small enough studio where at the end of the day I could actually sit down and watch. Because usually back then when you would intern – the studios were so big, you just sweep floors and that's it. They use you for oh, free no. labor. Oh, no, yeah. you'd be, no, you'd be in the basement. Yeah, they waiting you, for a coffee call. Yeah, that's what you do. But with, with a small neighborhood studio like Vance, right. like after he would actually let me sit at the board there with was, him. That's what you're yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, that's called it was an internship. On. There and no, we have apprenticeships. Uh, there was no other seats in the room. The same thing goes on my uh, on my job when they have apprentices and they just uh, don't teach them anything and they just make them you know like you know Shadow. run around. Yeah, so Vance would let me sit. At the board, and at the time, Greg Nice from Nice and Smooth was working there. I'll never forget it. And I met him, and he would always see. I used to go get him turkey sandwiches <laughs> up the street on Main Street. There was like a, a deli called La Placita, and every day he's like, "Give me a turkey or the throughway diner." He would say, "Give me a grilled turkey and cheese, but grill the cheese, turkey and cheese separately, then put it on the bread so it doesn't <laughs> stick to the bread." Perfect. And I used to go to the Thruway Diner every day and say, yo, they, they used to know me as, okay, you want the, the turkey and the cheese grilled well, the, separately. The Thruway you know. in New Rochelle? Thruway in New yeah, Rochelle. Ne- my, like, like right where the Home Depot is? Yeah, it was my kindergarten graduation party. It was like, yeah. Thruway Diner. Thruway yeah. Diner. Congratulations. It, was cool. it was nice. Yeah, what, it was cool. What'd you order? Fuck. The turkey club. So delicious. The Thruway Diner. So I would do that. It was up the block. And then I remember Greg telling me, like, you know, I was like 17. He was like, yeah, man, I remember we were signed to Sleeping Bag Records, and one day we went in for a meeting with the label, and the gate was pulled down, and our contracts were sold to Def Jam, and that was my introduction to the music business. Yeah. Like, he didn't even know. Like, nobody called him and told him. By the way, yeah. you're on a need-to-know basis. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that, like being there, I, I, I produced my first record while I was still in high school. Like, I was at Vance's and put out, you know, a record there. And that was before I even went to purchase. And then when I went to purchase, I kind of – got away from Vance, had a family in the studio closed. So then I started building my network around Purchase later, you know, and that's how I got. And then my first record, like, I had a cassette. I, I It was my senior project. The first album was my senior project for Purchase. You had to do an album, a one-hour thing, and I made an album. And that was my project to graduate. Yeah, but, but that wasn't like your, oh, did you switch over to, like, performance or something? No, it was production. It was studio oh, okay. production. Right, so instead right, of, right. Do, you would do a recital if you were in studio comp or you would do an album if you were in production because it was based on studio work. So I made music for Tumadre as a senior project. And people, I made 
people liked it, so I, pre- I went What'd to you Disney. say about my mother? <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I went to, um, back then, Disc Makers was the, the Oh, company. my God, yeah. dude. Yeah. I was know, the company dude. that made, I'll never forget this, they, they would make cassettes, and I, I sent it in to get uh, 300 cassettes made, and they said, we're not going to yeah. do this because it has samples in it. Oh really? Because the disc really? makers didn't play that copyright. They were like <laughs> they were serious. So I ordered. I remember I ordered three hundred blank shells and sat in my room, and took the CD and dubbed it. And once I had a master, I high speed dubbed it with three, four right. tape machines. I oh, dubbed three hundred tapes. You're bringing me by back. myself. Then I would go to Kinko's with the artwork and make double sided <laughs> color copies, cut them out, fold them myself, and put them in a tape. So I made 300 tapes, and I used to work at the game room at Purchase. If Kinko's had <laughs> and if sell Kinko's, them on my shift. If Kinko's <laughs> had a bar, I'd probably still be there. No, Kinko's because Kinko's was open at 24 seven. You can Damn go there at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You get your, your yeah. artwork on I'm the cut. Co- my fucking J card, motherfucker. Was it? <laughs> it was open 24 hours. Yes, the one on Queens Boulevard. I would come check on my grandmother who was, mm-hmm. who was living in Queens. And I would go to the one on 78th and Queens Boulevard in mm-hmm. Kew Gardens. 24 hours, you get your, the the zip disc with the Quark Express. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Artwork. His story checks out. You, that you print that out, and then you they had a uh, like a cutting board, exactly. Like, machine, you, right? uh, not like a machine, like blade. a lever, like yeah. a no, lever. Yeah. Cutting and you line up, and like I a, would I would yep. be there from like one that's to like, like five in the morning. That's a J car guillotine right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to cut those, and I would ka-chunk, go back ka-chunk. to school and sell them on campus, and then. DJ Ellie used to go to purchase, and he worked at Bobito's store, which was Footwork. And I started selling them in there on consignment. And Bobito was like, "Listen, you got to press this on vinyl. Like the tape is cool, but if you press the vinyl, I'll play it." And I had like a little bit of savings. Like my grandfather had just passed and left me like a thousand bucks or something. Like I had a, just enough money with with my game room money and that to get the vinyl pressed and I didn't know what I was doing I pressed a th- 500 that son of records. a bitch lived for 90 years and only had a grand left <laughs> I can't remember what it was but really? he left me he left me some money and I used that money to Here's press a Kinko's coupon where was yeah. Footwork or where was Bobito's store at 9th Street okay so you know uh, or no wait a minute I, I'm getting yeah my, my other grandfather left me money to I, I started my studio with that but that one was like bits and pieces of odd jobs and all that other stuff so then I, w- I pressed the vinyl and brought it to, uh, you know, to Bobito and then b- put it in a couple of record stores. And then I started getting phone calls. I put my, I had the phone number on the record was my mother's phone number. Is that a landline? But she set up a separate mailbox for Old Maid Entertainment. So you would call and be like, I'm not here, but if you want Old Maid, press two. So I started getting these messages from people in like Australia and Europe and like, yo, we want to order this record. So then that, at that point, I, I basically learned everything by trial and like not knowing what I was doing, like one step at a time. Oh, this is what distribution is. OK, I didn't know what it was when I pressed it. But yeah. then when people call me, like you got to get it to a distributor. So then I would go to distributors and bring the records there so much easier now with Bandcamp, right just like fuck it just put it up up there and like it goes out worldwide you don't have to worry about some jerk taking your money yeah like and then you have to wait you know 90 days and then the distributor goes out of business and you ever put your record in the store like just i used to show up oh i used to go to tower records and and consign and consign stuff i used to put the records without even the oh yeah the co-signment too but then like i would just go and like throw the records in front of like motley crew or an aerosmith or something (laughs) oh without a sticker just yeah just just stick it in there (laughs) (laughs) i got paid zero dollars it was a terrible business plan 
<laughs> yeah, but it, it was like all like out the trunk then, and then you get just, then I wound up getting like BMG distribution. But that's when the wheels fell off. Like the, the bigger the bigger it got, the yeah. worse it got. Right. Like when I when it yeah, stopped being more, people looking more for distribution, cut. more problems. There's, yeah, there's more people looking for a cut. Exactly. Of what's not a lot of yeah, money to you, begin eventually with. you have enough people involved where you just whittle it down to nothing. Yeah, yeah, then you got to do the warp tour so you can get into <laughs> be, into Best Buy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and next thing you know, you're like hanging out with yeah, Green yeah. Day. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is yeah. going and on? That turns, was horrific. It, it, turns out, it turns out. Oh, did you play with Green Day? I just made that up. Did or? you do Warp Tour? I did five dates. That's all I could take. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, man. I'm I got to no play with Tommy Rockstar. And, uh, played, we, 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 we would play for 10 minutes and then drive six hours to the next city with no money. Uh, and we did it because Best Buy wouldn't allow you to put CDs in their chain unless you did did a major tour. That was right. a rule. Oh, so it was like a, so the distributor right. said, "Well, do five dates, and then we'll just say you did the Warp tour, so we can get the CD in the Best Buy." Just drop me off in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Dan Dan Dara in the chat box saying it's by Union Turnpike. I don't know what he's talking about. But the, the, uh, the record store. Record shop. The Warp tour. We're talking to J Zone, by the way, here on Live from the Broad. Do you still now, collect records? Uh, yeah, well, forty fives and yeah. stuff. Because yeah. when I'm DJing, I'm always looking for new stuff. But where do you like to go? A lot of times, I don't. Usually, the best is out of town. Like when I go to yeah. Chicago, that's or, or just anywhere in the Midwest and stuff. Or the South, you find stuff. Like in New York, I mean, like I'll pop by Good Records once in a while or A One, but there's really you know I like A One. This place is. Yeah. I like Northern. Clean. I like uh, Northern Lights too because they have a cool dollar section. Like I don't like spending a whole lot of money. So is it tough when you go in there to like you see all these? You see like you know ten funk records you don't have, and you're like. This is really hard to like pick like two of Nah, like, not, yeah, real, really. not really. Well, I, nah. When I go into a record store, I'm like, I want all these records. What was the one in Bayside? Breakdown. Breakdown. That was cool. Breakdown. Breakdown. Breakdown was, Breakdown was my was my all my records. My main record store. It was all, all my life. It was all <laughs> Shout out to Anthony. I think he's in Florida now. <laughs> yeah, it break, was Breakdown closed down yeah, like maybe four fun. years ago or something. But Breakdown you is would spend the day there. Breakdown was, was half those records were mine. Like records <laughs> I didn't want anymore. I would just give them to Ant and just be like, take them. <laughs> I put my records in Breakdown too. So Breakdown was close for you because you're in Jamaica. So it was like on Bell Boulevard. It was and it was kind of like equidistant from you know. I found. When I was like 12, I started going there when I was 12. So there was that. Then there was wow. Caldwell Connection and Caldwell oh, Connection. Hell yeah. <laughs> All yeah. Records have isn't that still there? No, yeah, it's still no. there. Is it still yeah. there? I almost, I almost bought an old Gretz drum set That's in there. He had 14th Avenue, ago. right? Or yeah. no? That, I'm yeah, 14th yeah. Avenue. Oh, that's 20th. still there. That's the one over in Whitestone. That yeah. guy. Every guy who owns a record store, a music store, is such a curmudgeon. And but you love it. Yeah. Like you're yeah. like, wow, this guy's all pissed off. He's wearing a wig. He's mad. You know what he does? He's got a a rolling drum set it's in the corner. Old, from, you know, no they sell instruments. They take music students there. They rent to the high yeah, schools. Yeah, I ain't sending my kid to that, dude. Yeah, they, they rent I'm sure the, he's a nice guy, but I'm rent, not going to take rent, the chance. If they you rent know what I'm French saying. horns to the high schools. It's a racket. Racket. <laughs> That's what they do. That's uh, a place on uh, on uh, new, on uh, Hillside what's Avenue in uh, in New Hyde Park. What's the name of that place? Oh, that's Laconia. That's Laconia. That's Orianne's uncle. That's on Jericho. That's yeah. where I rented Jericho. my son's baritone right. horn. Who knows what the hell that is? It looks no, like that's, a tuba. That's, uh, you're talking about Mineola? That was Mr. Cheapo's. Mr. Cheapo's. <laughs> Mr. Cheapo's, Cheapo's is yeah. on Mineola, yeah. yeah. That was across the one. street from what used to be Jack's Tacos. Is that now is correct. Kentucky Fried There's Chicken. that little We're diner right. next Everybody to it. <laughs> This is this a long shot. Yeah. yeah, we don't care. If you're listening from it's Chicago, go F yeah. yourself. We're this is a long talk. shot. But, uh, You've tuned into Gmail talk. <laughs> this is a long shot. What about the bruised apple in Peekskill? 
Well, I never, got, I never, I never got never that far. That. I remember Green Line in Jamaica over here. That was my childhood record Green store. Line. There we go. Remember Line. that? We used to go to the Wiz on Flushing Main Street, and that's where I bought most of my early records. And all you my could records, steal from the Wiz. Pure platters and yeah, there was a Wiz. There was a Wiz on Jamaica Avenue too. All my exactly. records have. Oh, yeah, that's right. And on Central, there was a Wiz. There was a Wiz and a Tower on Central Avenue. Go yeah. to the Wiz tower, and select it. The Tower up there had the ticket. Uh, the Tower was up on the rock, like up the hill. Yep. I used to. That was one of my childhood spots. Tower was more expensive though. The Wiz was like mm-hmm. seven ninety nine. Oh yeah, get a tape. And then it was Tower cool. was like ten ninety nine. Like Sam Goody and Tower. Like where the J&R fuck do you get these Music prices? That's, oh, I used to go to JNR too. They JNR had a room for hip hop in the back. Like, Listen, you could steal from the Wiz. That was the other was thing, the thing too. I used to so like thing, yeah. you, you know you could buy an album for seven bucks and also like put two albums in your pocket. And the Wiz on Main Street, like you know. We can kind of oh. get away with it. <laughs> still from all of them. Rock and Soul is still there, right? Rock and Soul, no, they the moved. Second they floor. They They're on yeah. 37th, 38th. Oh. Oh. They were like on 34th or something. They were on 7th yeah. Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of my like records rock. have uh, St. Mark's Sounds stickers. Sounds. Yes, man, the big pink. Got, the yeah. big pink. Oh, yeah, thank you, Pat. It's yeah. like a, a star. There was Venus across from St. Mark's. pink circle. Stews. What was the name? What was the, when it was a cheap record, it would say like a, Great buy or something out of there. Uh, it's a smart buy or yeah. something shit like Super that. Savers. <laughs> Super yeah. Savers. Super yeah. Savers is a big nice, nice, nice price. The nice price. Nice price. Yeah. <laughs> nice price. Yeah. That's the nice price. It's the nice price. Yeah. Uh-huh. Crazy, crazy yeah. Oh my God. You guys are so nice <laughs> selling me this record that you can't get out of your warehouse. You know, a lot of times. Four dollars uh, cheap. Um, we're talking to Jay's on here from Queens, New York. He's the best rapper of all time, in my opinion. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, Jay Kidd. Sorry, Mario. Jay Kidd, then Mario, then Jason. We like to, uh, you know, I think this is going to be terrible because we like to play a game called Crap Not Crap on this show yeah. where I give you a band and you say whether they're crap or not crap. Uh-huh. And so I was thinking we'd play rap or not rap. And I'll, I'll give you a band, you tell me whether they're crap or not crap. If you feel like you want to stop and qualify your answer, you can. If you don't want to play the game, we could just not do it. Uh, I'll play the game. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I didn't feel you like you wanted to badmouth anybody. Is there anyone you want to badmouth? Like, who's the? Is there anyone who really rubbed you the wrong way, who you hate, and you want to out them right now? That's the thing with getting old. When you get old, you just don't give a fuck anymore. Is, is, this, is this the worst radio show you've ever been on in your life? Nah, <laughs> He's just thinking about the ice cream melting in the truck. Is ice cream? What's the worst jerk you've ever met in your business? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> actually, it turns out it's you guys. Yeah. And uh, why does De La Soul stink? Why do you hate them? <laughs> Trying to send out a press release tomorrow. Looking for, <laughs> looking for controversy. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to, to manu- the pot. manufacture yeah. some controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no more questions. Yeah, uh, screw those De La Soul guys. <laughs> you guys want to take a break? Or what? Take- I thought we were playing rap, not rap. Well, no, uh, Jason doesn't want to play that. It's going to stop. I knew, you know. What am I going to do? I do like Steely Dan. Do you? God damn. I have a question, Jay. They have Bernard Purdy on half their record. (laughs) Yeah, but that's no excuse. It's not Bernie Purdy playing like Bernie Purdy. Don't you? You hate when. uh, you know, people are purists and they want to go back to the 90s and stuff. Don't you think that there's too many hipsters? Purists don't go to the 90s. They go to the 80s. How come your mic is always yeah, on 10 even now. when it's all the way down? I don't know. Am you, I too see, loud? you don't think that it's like a hipstery thing, the Steely Dan thing? Like it's, a, and you, I don't know, man. I didn't know that there was a, a, a modern Steely Dan. That's, I'm oh, out of touch. Oh, there's a like whole I'm, movement. Oh, there is? I, I, I had know. no idea. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't a, know. By movement, I mean there's people who like Steely Dan and I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get the appeal <laughs> Limited world of the Dan. Asia. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like how are you getting home, anyways? <laughs> I'm driving. I drove. You drove? What kind, what kind of car are you driving? A Kia Soul. Kia Ooh, Soul. That's a nice car. I was going to get one of those. <laughs> really? Yeah, before I got the Subaru. <laughs> look at the Soul. Does it have a tape deck? You were, did you look up like white people cars in the catalog? Or <laughs> I didn't like no, the commercial. It's a silver. He looked up lesbian cars. Bunch yeah. of hamsters driving a car. I didn't like that. Commercial. By the way, um, your Subaru still smells like um, musty odors. I didn't want to break the news to you. Mario left his sunroof open. Uh, I've done that several times. It stinks in there. Every time it rains, I just leave the roof open. Usually on uh, Saturday mornings, it's open because I come home from here. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what I'm what I'm trying to say today here on Life in the Rogers, your car smells terrible. Thank you. What's it smell like? Celtics. It smells like uh, you know, must. The Celtics are tied <laughs> with like two minutes left. If we're kind what? Of... It's tied? Yeah, it's tied up in the fourth. Put the game on. Put it on. I don't have the clicker. I don't know how to do it. Let's take a break and put the Celtics yeah, game we got two on. Two minutes we'll left in the fourth. Watch the basketball play. Watch some game basketball. Six. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be good. Jay, you want to hang out? Hang around for a little while? Yeah, I want to see this game. Yeah, All right, cool. We'll watch the end of the game. We'll do Tommy's news and we'll do the Ryan game. Ryan every week comes up with a game for us. Who knows what it's gonna be? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I might be wounded now, but let me tell you about when I was really wounded. It was in St. Louis back in 1974. There was this kite flying contest, and a new band called Kiss was going to play there. So they fit. 
finished playing Black Diamond. And the music stopped, and I looked around, and everybody was pointing at me. Girls were sticking out their tongues, and a bottle flew and hit me in the head. Somebody punched Wolf. And this girl said, what's with those dudes with no eyebrows?
Turn into the Celtics game right now. That's what we're watching.
Well, that was one of the most exciting endings to a basketball game I've ever seen in my life. What'd you think of that? What'd you think of that, Jason? <laughs> that was John Wall's a real deal. John Wall's a real deal. He said, "Put the ball in my hands." He took it from like three feet behind the arc, just sank it, never a doubt in his mind, and never even saw the defender. I mean, he, that was a good move. Okay. So the defender gets set up, three and a half seconds left, Boom. and he didn't he didn't give him a chance to get set, and he just nailed it. Amazing. Washington Wizards tie it up. Is that right? Going to game seven? Going to seven, yeah. Going to game seven. They're dropping the confetti. When where, is seven? Sunday? Or is it, where, where is seven? Boston, I think. Boston, yeah. Boston they right? Yeah. Obviously, I can't believe What happened to the Met game? Good for the Wizards. Why is your microphone always so loud? I'm allowed. I'm the interrupter. People are yelling at me in the chat box to get a limiter, which I already have for some reason. <laughs> Maybe use it. Ma- Mario's managed to... Uh, I'm- I'm Transcend to all technology. You have to compress every, his channel. Limiters don't work on me. <laughs> Tommy will be here in 10 minutes to do the news. Very live. good. So what's in the game, Ryan? Uh, by right. the way, oh, my shit. Uber is en route. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were doing the game. Yeah. Um, uh, Jay, I don't know if you ever listen to the show. Probably not. But uh, Ryan has a game. He comes up with a, like a trivia game every week. We have no idea what it's going to be. Do you want to play? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> You're already here, right? It's already a yeah. nightmare, right? The ice it, cream's melting. Is it hard? Do you feel like uh, interviews are, like, are horrible and this is terrible for you? Like, I know you the, with the stage fright kind of like. The, no, the, I'm you cool. Know? I'm you're cool. all right? Yeah. I know you're cool, but I mean, I, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. No, I'm good. You're, yeah, you're I want to thank you for coming down. Doing a good job. Yes, yeah, good. This, thing. Is, uh, this game's taking it easy a little bit. Last week I went crazy. Uh, yeah, can you get the, is, your Jeopardy board out of my get bar? Get back there. Get back there and throw that garbage in. Tommy will take care of it when he gets here. Gosh. It looks great, though. It's you my home. You don't want to keep that there? No. Oh, I, I did I a good job. Like I did a good job of keeping score. You did. You did. You <laughs> ran that game. You're the champion of writing numbers down. <laughs> you didn't win last week, John, did you? Yeah, I think you did. I, no, I, I lost you it. Oh, was that, what's his name? Um, Gorlick. Gorlick. I, I was winning the whole game. I ran the whole Jeopardy, and then Gorlick sniped me at the end. That's why Final Jeopardy's bullshit. Three three people who have never been in my kitchen. Right, thank you. Ryan, uh, what's in the game this week? Uh, it's it's the right. Ryan game, everybody. Bum, bum, How do we do this? Uh, there we go. Huh. And now, from a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play the Ryan game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, Ryan Collison. Let's move on with the game. All right, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I show myself to the world, Jay. <laughs> that's who I am. Do you like hearing uh, yourself, Pat, go in, in like an announcer's voice say, let's move on with the game? <laughs> Evidently you did. <laughs> it's funny. What's in the game this week, Ryan? All right, we're going to play the uh, hero villain game. We, we don't have buzzers. By the way, uh, Jay's book is also called Root for the Villain. Root for the Villain. I read that going uh, coast to coast on a plane. Did you? Yeah. Did you read read the actual book or did you cheap out with the audio books? I had the paperback. By the way, the audio book is just beats. (laughs) (laughs) It's all drums. The book is called Root for the Villain, Rap Bullshit, and A A Celebration of Failure. That's by Jayzone. You can get that on Amazon. Ah, Topically, it's perfect. It's a good memoir. All right, so... uh, 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 Critically acclaimed by uh, many, many websites, uh, AB Club and uh, everybody else. And and, uh, uh, the gray lady. Everyone that murdered the New York Times. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Very cool. I was in that. <laughs> <laughs> With some of your friends. That's when I. That's when I was like, oh wow, that's fake news. Once I saw my Ryan's face in the New York Times, like they, they washed up. Go I, ahead, Ryan. I, I lit up that page. Are you kidding? 
Let's move on with the game. I wasn't in that article. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the New York Times article is that Mario was left out. <laughs> All right. All right. What? This is the hero villain game. I'll be uh, score. I'm going to give you the two actors. The first actor played a hero in the movie, and the second actor played a villain in the movie. You gotta tell me what movie it is. Name the movie. Oh, if it's pop culture, I'm, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> I know, like, if it's like a Dolomite movie or something. Like, <laughs> but if it's like, you know, if it's like Lord of the Rings or something. I have no... right, so question... Oh, I'm totally out with Lord of the Rings too. Yeah. Question number any... one: Richard Roundtree. Uh, that's Sh- Chef. <laughs> chef. Seriously. All right. So, question number one: Just shout it out. Isn't he from Queens too? Nurochelle. Nurochelle. Yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Nurochelle. Yeah, Nurochelle. Yeah. All right, so Brad Pitt and Christoph Waltz. Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Thank you. Oh, okay, that's how it's right. going. One guy's a Nazi and the other guy was Brad Pitt, I guess. Whatever. Right. Stupid movie. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones and Javier Bardem. No that's Country for Old Men. Very good. Yeah. Pete has got it. I'm on board. All right, he's on the board. Dolomite. Wow, this game moves fast. Donald Pleasance and Tony Moran. I have no idea who those people are. Through the hard way. Donald Pleasance and Tony Moran. Sure I do. I remember. No, I got nothing. My three sons. <laughs> three, Can you two, give one. us a the hint? Movie. <laughs> the movie. Can you picture. give us a hint? <laughs> Brought to you by DreamWorks. <laughs> My three sons. It's a horror movie, Mario. That's your. Uh, that's your hint. Ah. Uh. Don't you guys look nice? This is a horror movie right I'm now. This is a horror show. show. Horror show. All right, three, two, one. Hello. Uh-huh. Hurry up, you can get in the game. Okay. Right, I'll move quick. Uh, Mike Myers and Mike Myers. Uh, Austin. Powers. Austin Powers. Good. Thank you. Don't. I got it. Fuck you, man. Morgan Freeman. Yes. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Who got it? Me. Oh, I thought I got it. Wrong. Darn. Kevin Spacey. Outbreak. Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> He was, they were in that break together. Morgan Freeman. I think the disease was the. How's this game go for you, Zazon? You got any of these? Zazon? I, I only knew the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I got another. Uh, it's uh, seven. Oh, seven. oh, that was the. That, yeah. There was a villain in seven? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did see seven, though, but it's oh. been 20 years. <laughs> this is a Mirage Tommy. You look elegant. What's going on? I know, Did you slick. get married today? Uh, He's got the leather blazer. Let's on. move right on with the game. No, I want to hear about this. J Zone, EPMD, crap, not crap. Oh, no, not crap. That's one of the, yeah, one of the best, right? Yeah. You put him in the top five? Groups? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Hell yeah. So, Mario? The Green Eye well, Band. Hello there. <laughs> How many you. more questions you want to do, John? All right. Uh, you I don't want to do any more questions. I just want to listen to uh, Eric Sermon's and last two solo Game is over. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm come fine on. With that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I like the Eric Onassis right oh, now. No, it's, no, I'm cool with that. If it's you want. two for John, one for Pat. Why don't we take a time out and see, say hi to Tommy, we, and then we get back to the game. I put him in. Uh, Let's well, move. I'm glad you're producing the show now. I want to know why he's dressed up. Did you get married, Tommy? No, I went to a dinner tonight. Went to my kid. Tommy, have you met Jay? Yeah, and nice to meet you, buddy. Tommy Rockstar, uh, Jay's on. Nice to meet you. All right. His jacket is ripped in the back, by the way. Mine? Yeah. Turn around. Is it? Yeah, you got a rip there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so huge. You've grown out of it. 
<laughs> not the good kind of rip. That's not good. No, I, I would have thrown that jacket out before the rip, but it's myself. It's uh, <laughs> moleskin, buddy. Oh, my God. What are you, Hemingway? Writing yeah. a... <laughs> what do you think, you Hemingway? It was my brother's 40th birthday. Why don't you go to Wyoming and look at Clydesdale? Why don't you get in a boat and look for a whale and stop bothering <laughs> So, very nice dinner. And I'm, Why don't I'm you go to, to a South American <laughs> island nation? I'm here to play the game. Drink yourself to death. Why don't you grow a beard and drink game. yourself to die? Why don't you suck on a shotgun? So he could maybe steal I, it. I heard it on the way over. I got it. Why don't you go oh, to an old got style that, in downtown Chicago? At the internet. PJ. Mario, you can keep talking, but no one can really hear you. I'm keeping score. Tommy yells at me because he thinks I'm mean to you. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to turn your mic off because you talk over everyone. You're winning. You have two points. Okay, go ahead, Ryan. He has one point. All right, do a couple more. Excellent scorekeeping, by the way, Mario. Good job. Uh, that's what uh, I William, do. William Shatner. I'm glad we dragged J-Zone out yeah, he's, for yeah, this. He's thinking about the ice cream in the truck. <laughs> William Shatner and Ricardo Montalban. Oh, so Wrath of Khan. Star Trek. Oh. I think Dude. it's a four-way tie. I, I said Wrath know. of Khan before anybody. But whatever. You can tie it up. No, he got the right name of the movie. That's right. Who right. am I giving the point to? Uh, can't just say Star John, Trek. <laughs> Give everything oh, to me. Give it to John. It's his house. This yeah. game is fixed. <laughs> Unlike Jason, I take the points on I, every record. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather listen to you guys give me a hard time than listen to him give me one. Oh. <laughs> uh, Bob Hoskins and Christopher Lloyd. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. I was going to say that. You're the best. And Tommy is on the board. Jason, do you ever take any, like, as a producer, take any points on records and stuff? Do you ever get checks, like, that come in from an old record that you did and stuff? Just, uh, well, no. The only major label thing I did, I sampled something and that guy took all the publishing. <laughs> 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 so is I there... learned how to play all, all these instruments and the rest of oh, history. <laughs> was there? Do you have any kind of success story there? Did you what ever, was like, the major label? Do you ever like get get a slam dunk or like? Oh yeah, a Super Bowl commercial. Oh no, no shit. shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. What well, commercial? What Super Bowl? Sprint, um, 2006. It was just a little snippet, but it paid a lot for that little snippet. I bet. Are you still getting uh, paid for that or no? No, it was just a fat one-time buyout, but they never nice. used it for anything else again. So Really? So, yeah. A lot of times, I guess the Super Bowl. Who won in 06? Was it a... Uh... I don't even remember. J-Zone was that the, I, I, watched the, I watched the commercial. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I think that was the print. That was the print Super Bowl. It's my year. That was Prince, 2006? I think, I, I, I think it's Prince might be a little later. I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen it in college. But anyway. Jason, do you like Prince? Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, I do. Crap, not crap. I think everybody likes him more since he died. Let's move <laughs> on with the game. Hey, so uh, who has the highest score, Mario? Well, that would be John, the oh, master right. of the Congratulations. house. Congratulations, John. You win. Never, oh, thank you. Good. And everybody drink. Thanks for playing. Thank you. Another edition of the Good Ryan job, Ryan. Game. And Tommy's here. He's ready with the news. Jason's here. Everyone's coach. Here. You guys serious? That was the entire game? Yeah. How is Chicago, Tommy? As long as I win, I'm happy. It's truncated. Chicago. Let's see what's in the news. <clears throat> Tommy and uh, Pat were in Chicago at the same time for two totally different things, I believe. Well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say I hung out with Patrick Walsh in Chicago. We actually met. Pat, does that suck? Did. You're like, finally, I would get to leave Chicago and not hang out with Tommy Rockstar, and the next thing you know, you're in the, hanging out with him. No, I'm not gonna lie. We had a, we actually had a very. We had nice a good time. time. I got, I got to give Pat credit. He reached out to me and it was like, "Come over. I'm hanging out at a bar." Aww. And uh, he invited me out. And then uh, we met a friend of the show, Faz. 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 Yeah. Faz. 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 <laughs> and uh, we met up with him, and it was really great. And then our, our and then we just hung out. We hung out, and we did nothing, and we didn't go anywhere and <laughs> see anything at all. What are you gonna do? We'll walk around, look at a bean. A, a, a horrible Maybe pizza. A Travis Bean. There's nothing to do there. They have some <laughs> wonderful public art. Wonderful. Oh, I forgot. I had brought a present back for you guys. I brought you a Chicago style uh, pizza. 
Get right. out. Where is that? Where is it? It's in our freezer. It's in the Uber. <laughs> I think you're hiding in that Frankenstein Can you jacket. It next week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see what's in the news. Lots in the news. Tommy, what's in the news? Boy, right, do I got go. some news for you. <laughs> Jay's one's going to kill himself. Yeah, he's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want to leave, sorry, Jay. Man. We're going to look. He's going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's on. This is the best part of the show. Trust me. <laughs> oh, man. You could do oh, this thing God. called the Pat Walsh where you just walk out and nobody knows you left. Stop calling attention to it. For up-to-the-minute, late-breaking nationwide news coverage, turn on your TV. I have like a hundred more questions for Jason. To listen to a bunch of drunken buffoons goof on shit, listen to Live from the Barrage every Friday at 8 p.m. on Livestream. I figured I'd just double down on Tommy being mad at me about his bit not working and skip the news this week and uh, make you be doubly oh, mad at you me. You mean last week? What's in the news, Tommy? Lots going on in the news, guys. Lots going on. In what uh, some are calling the most high-profile legal case in history, the injury attorney duo Salino and Barnes... <laughs> Have officially broken Ooh, up and are no suing way. each other for custody of their iconic phone it's number. It's Salino vs. Barnes. Tune in. I love that. On this commercial. side, Salino. Salino claims Barnes. <laughs> Salino can't sue Barnes. It's freaking Dude, ridiculous. it's true. It's true. According to reports from Buffalo radio station WGRZ, The Gorilla. Oh, what? <laughs> you made that up. No, it's real. The Gorilla. Right. Of course. I listen to it all the time. Ra- Afternoon drive. Ross Salino, Esquire, has filed a lawsuit <laughs> against longtime partner Stephen Barnes in New York State Supreme Court. Who gets Court. the cowboy hat? <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the theme song? Uh, this week, in the in, with the intention of dissolving the powerhouse law firm of 22 years. The, the exact charges made by... Have Sa- you ever walked by a job site? <laughs> <laughs> Have you had cement splashed on your shoes? And- Is there dust on your toffee table? <laughs> the, the exact charges made by Selena remain unclear. And while no petitions have been filed yet, Barnes is scheduled to appear in court this month to uh, respond to the suit. Selena's attorney, Terry Conman. Selena's attorney, Barnes. <laughs> Junior. Listen, I know we've had our differences, but I'd like to hire you. I'd like you're to good. retain you. He's yeah. good. He's good. I, th- I think you can be impartial. <laughs> it's a, a code of ethics. Legally, I can't talk to myself. I'm suing you. <laughs> I'm suing you for one eight 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 million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Injury attorneys. Selena's attorney, Terry Conman, could not be reached. Conman. Conman? Well, yeah. Selena's attorney is Terry Conman. Conman. Yeah, the court acknowledges Conman. Esquire. I'm just waiting for the crocodile to show up. Can the Conman approach the bench? <laughs> You're Selena, out of the Conman. Selena's like attorney, Mr. Lawyer Fake no, Guy. Please sit down, Mr. Selena. Mr. Cheatham. You're out of order. <laughs> what is it? Do, yeah, Dewey Cheatham yeah, and how? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, could not be reached by comment by TRN, and the person who answered the phone at 800-888-8888 could not offer any valuable details. You didn't call. Why don't you call him now? Yeah, Why don't yeah. you make a commitment to the show and actually try to reach out to Selena and Barnes? For a comment. Of, instead of copying and pasting the uh, uh, rooters or whatever. <laughs> Rotor right rooters. Now. Call him now. Let's call him on the air. Up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's find out. 800-888-8888. Million dollars. What's that number again? We're all getting paid. By the way, our new sponsor, Salino and Barnes, attorneys at law. No, just Salino. It's one eight hundred eight eight eight. Yeah, all eight. Salino and Barnes, worst pizza place in Williamsburg. Detroit style pizza. They don't sell it by the slice. If you don't sell pizza by the slice, you're out. How can I help you? Hi. Um. What's the status of the case in Salino versus Barnes? 
Yeah, I'm ca- no, I do watch the news, but I'm just I'm I'm curious. We are the news. I am, no, I'm trying to figure out who to hire because Selena I mean Orbans. I don't know if it's Selena versus Barnes or Barnes versus Selena or the people of New York State versus Selena versus Barnes. I'm sorry, what was that? I'm trying to f- I'm trying to figure out like what to do. <laughs> Did you just really call him? Yes, yeah, yeah. I like they have someone on call right now. Like, wow, ready to pinch it up? Sassy as fuck. And they answer the she phone. Knew. Let's no, call her back. Not a machine. She's like, screw you. Uh, tell her you think we lost. Like, you know, we got disconnected. Yeah, tell me we got disconnected. Yeah. Oh, you don't have the news? Why don't you go fuck yourself? We're all right. Ask her who. If she, you're right. Should we hire Selena or Barnes? All right, good. Well, you're gonna have to. Which one do you think you can get? I think you. I think you hired Bartles and James. We're getting in trouble. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're, we're, we're blocked already. <laughs> I want to ask her in her personal experience, who was better, Selena or Barnes? Who should I go with? Who, who sexually harassed you the least? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, have a, I have a very high-profile tripping case. WGRZ, the girl is morning time, drive time DJ screaming Mike Moriarty. Ow! Told TRNN in a phone interview this week that, quote, if What this happened sh- to my life? <laughs> If this shit goes down, it will be like a massive business divorce, bro. These guys have been really successful and have all kinds of assets. The, the attorney wrote bro and the... No, yeah. no, no. This is WGRZ's... The gorilla. Oh. The gorilla's morning drive scre- time screaming, DJ. Screaming scream Mike. Screaming Mike. No! Told Tieran in, in a phone interview this week, if this shit goes down, it will be like a massive business divorce, yeah. bro. Good morning, everybody. It's that statement's, Mike. That statement's actually from the massive paper mache hey, gorilla no! they have on the roof. <laughs> hey, Tommy, you got some breaking news? What's that? Uh, no smoking in the garage tonight. Yeah, don't smoke. Oh, okay. Here, go for dun, it. Dun, dun. Jason's gonna kill yeah, you. He's got Selena on the horn. <laughs> um, uh, these guys have been really successful and have all kinds of assets. Adding, they've basically invented themselves out of thin air with very thoughtful, innovative advertising. Mm. The firm rose to legal prominence with questionable ad taglines like "Head on," "T-bone," "Rear end," "Call us." That was my nickname in college. I was gonna say that's how I've played guitar in bands with everybody. T-bone with those names. Rear end, baby. Every every bass player in every punk band I've ever been in. (laughs) This story. You got to play with T-bone. This story is out of uh, Central Park. (laughs) Dude, T-bone's good. T-bone can hold it. Yeah. Jay, Jay, do you watch the commercials for Dial Seven, the taxi cab company, because they have the greatest rap commercials? Oh yeah. What did you drink before you got here? No, I drank on the break. He is right, though. They do have rap commercials. Jay doesn't they have watch an incredible that. commercial. I Jay doesn't watch that. TV. He sits yeah. in his house. Could... He's drumming. He's not fucking... I saw those commercials. Jay, when you stay at home all day and, and, and you don't want to leave the house and stuff, what do you, what, what do, you do when you're not practicing music? I have the, I have the TV on. I leave it in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I know the injury attorney and all that. The... You watch Alan? <laughs> the afternoon block. He's a big fan of Alan. Likes to, watch, <laughs> likes to watch her during the day. Richard Bay. Richard Bay, wow. <laughs> Richard Bay. Ricky, 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 Caucus, New Jersey. Jersey. Ricky Lake. Yeah, oh, man. Ricky used to have like rappers on, right? Like, yeah, she had rappers. She had Beat yeah. Nuts. I remember watching the Beat, beat Nuts. nuts. Yeah, like King and I, Beat Nuts. <laughs> yeah. We had the Beat Nuts on this show. All those WWOR television shows like Richard Bay and Morton Downey, yeah. they look like my record sound. <laughs> <laughs> Morton Downey was dope. Because <laughs> yeah. he has Schooly D on. Uh, <laughs> the Metropolitan. And the crowd was like not feeling it. It was so dope. <laughs> it was so dope. <laughs> Jay, Jay, listen to this Beat Nuts station ID I got. I'm even embarrassed to play it. It's like, uh, Yo, what's up? It's your man, Big Jew, nigga, beating us in the house. Word up, Juju, Queens, that's my nigga. Man. It's the barrage. You heard? Barrage. Big shot, my nigga, Brian. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. That was crazy. 
Yo, this is Peter Casey, the Mousetrap, Life in the Barrage, my nigga with Juju, Junkyard Jew, Billy Vargo, <laughs> B-Rock, Goblin Studio, Goblin Music, what up, son? Come get that You went shit. to Goblins to get that? Yeah. What? <laughs> beat nuts right Goblins, there. you went over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I used to do merch for that guy. Oh, that guy's, that guy's a trip. God, I heard, just heard the stories. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy dude. Stories up in there. It looks like it hit the wrong button. This is Biz Marky, and you are now listening to. <laughs> I did a song with Biz. I heard that. So, what was it like working with Biz Marky? It was cool. Yeah, yeah. What's Biz like in like person? You know? He's cool. He has a lot of. Gas. He has a house just for all his toys. records and yeah. toys and shit. Yeah, I drove down to Maryland to do that session. He I'm sure Biz is up. like seems like a record guy. Totally. Yeah, I saw him one time in the street with his pajama pants on. <laughs> like in a sneaker store, shopping sneakers. And wow. I was like, Biz, remember me? I did the record for you. He's like, oh, yeah, you got any more beats? And he had like pajamas and shit on. <laughs> he just wants some clear I beats, want Biz you know? at my wedding. People, Biz, you know, people think Biz Marquis is like a dumb guy. He's a not smart dude. No, he's a smart dude. People, yeah. you know, th there's a misconception there that he's a little like, you know, he's not. That guy knows what's going on. Yeah, believe he, me. he rode that right to the bank. <laughs> Does he have a bunch of Beanie Babies? I heard he has like 20 grand what? tied up in Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah, did, that he went crazy with He Beanie did Baby. the Lucky Charms commercial, remember that? Yeah, that remember was that. fantastic. That was, that was fantastic. Hey, you know, according to reports, a dead body washed up in Central Park. <laughs> the Biz is the real deal. He's not the weird owl of rap either. No, no. The Biz is good. People yeah. like think he's a joke. Go ahead, Tommy. Sorry. According to reports. Love you, Biz. A dead body is washed Shut up in Central Park's There was multiple. I know, I'm getting to that. Uh, famed Swan Lake this Wednesday morning, just after a, another body was found floating in the park's reservoir. It's a lovely lake, but it's an overrated oh, play. Man. There's just like one lake and then a reservoir, so yeah. I don't even know what they call it. It's just like the lake. Before the pair of gruesome discoveries, nobody... The gruesome twosome. <laughs> no body has been found in the iconic park's waters since way back in 2015. Uh, <laughs> wow! You have to go all the way back, way back in the day. <laughs> I remember the heady days of 2015. Yeah, Do you? <laughs> Those are the days. Uh, quote: She was taken by the lake, as, so, <laughs> as were so many of us. Oh, <laughs> the ramble took her. <laughs> the cold of the winter of last year. Quote: it, Many it, of us fell. <laughs> I like the. <laughs> The new police commissioner is like this white dude with a mustache. He's like, so anyway, you know, we got the couple bodies in the lake there. We don't know what happened. <laughs> We're working on it. It's like the old sanitation guy who was just like, had the most like New York accent it's ever. funny you say things. that. I have his quote right here. Uh, it is unusual for this to happen in the park. Unusual. Said New York uh, Chief of Detectives Chris Kringle on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, no. No. I didn't make that up. That's what it's, it says. It's not Jiminy it Christmas, That's what Tommy. it says. That's, you know what? You're out of here. Your right. news is bunk. cutting you off. There's no proof that, uh, to show if any of this was more than just a coincidence. Right. It's coincidental. Yeah. Kringle told TRNN. Kringle. <laughs> coincidental. Adding the cops do not believe the cases are linked. A man short, uh, short, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. a man shirtless body, uh, still wearing pants and shoes, floated to the surface of Swan Lake near 59th and 5th well, Avenue. Well, at least he died with dignity. Jason, you see, you get harassed by cops <laughs> when you go into the city. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, yeah. You hate cops? Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> On that note. Uh, the body showed no obvious signs of trauma beyond eye injuries that investigators believe were likely caused by venomous turtles, turtles in the lake. Yeah, turtles. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of turtles. What happens is you die and they eat your eyes. Really? 
Ha- Merry yeah. Christmas, everybody. That's where the Delicacy. good meat is. <laughs> that, that's what Chris Kringle says. It's true. A day the early. eyes are so soft. They're so easy Malleable. to eat. Yeah. Turtles. Yeah. Turtles. Yeah. We'll start there. The first one to go. Turtles aren't stupid. Look at Mitch McConnell. Oh. Eyes, by the way, are filled, uh, with, stupid. filled with vitamins. Like if, you have, if you're like on a desert island and you catch a fish, you've got to eat the fish eyes. Or if you're starving yeah, on a boat. Oh, I mind. thought you wanted to eat your own eyes. Packed. packed with. I'm not even making a joke. Packed with minerals, vitamins, all that stuff. The eyes are very you're selling me eyes. Yeah. yeah. What do you fucking work for Ronco now? Uh, <laughs> yes, you. the eyes have it. And then it's you know it'll help you from uh, dehydration. A day earlier, a, par- a park maintenance worker named Pete Snooper. Uh, oh, stop oh, it! Come on, I'm you not, know what? guys. Now I'm just annoyed. this is like straight I'm up. Here. Guys, listen. <laughs> spotted a badly decomposed body in the park reservoir at 90th and Fifth. I was just snooping it turns around. out the man was ID'd as badly decomposed. <laughs> <laughs> Authorities have yet to identify the man, saying his body was too decomposed for a fingerprint. Bye, Patrick. <laughs> Is Pat really leaving? No, he's going to have a cigarette. Uh, Kringle and Snooper both suggested that city medical examiner will conduct an autopsy to determine the cause of the death for both victims. Medical. The- cause of death. Cause of death. This story is out of Georgia. A Popeye's chicken branch manager is under arrest after supposedly dipping the chain's chicken into cocaine-laced flour to help boost sales. Mm, delicious. Oh, Richard yeah. Pryor did that. That helps boost sales. No. I'll <laughs> take the, the number five. That'll be seventeen. What's the overhead on dipping I, your chicken in? No, coke. I heard Tretch from fucking Naughty by Nature fried chicken and cocaine. Really? Once. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was on that Noriega podcast. Naughty by really Nature, good. crap, not crap, Jason. Huh? Naughty by Nature, crap, not crap, not crap. I agree with that. An investigation is underway. That, that, that Jackson 5 sample is the fucking bee's knees, man. <laughs> yeah. You don't get much better than that. I mean, how'd they get away with that? They cleared that. How well, much actually, money the, the funny thing that? about that is the, this guy named Tony D who passed away. He was poor at his t-shirts producer. He was from Jersey. He had a breakbeat album out with that same combination of samples and right. sued them, but he never cleared the Jackson <laughs> <laughs> So he sued them for sampling the same two records. That's I how mean, crazy that copyright should You hear that, oh, yeah, that, was, that two-note piano Thing come in, you're like, man, this is the best sample of all time. I can't believe no one's done it. It is great. An investigation is underway at the chain's Brunswick, Georgia location after a customer alerted uh, police that he got a quote euphoric high after eating dinner from the restaurant. Yeah. Excuse me, Tom. By the way, I heard uh, Black or White by Michael Jackson in the deli today when I was ordering a sandwich. Whoever played bass on that record is killing it. Wow. Killing it. The session and the, man on the Jackson. The, the bass is pumped. Like, I. What, whoever recorded it is killing it, I never noticed too. that. I gotta, Probably Quincy. I never know. It's really weird. I've it's heard this song up. like a hundred times, and just today, it was just, I don't know if it was the sounds, the speakers, and the deli. That guy was killing it. Thank uh, you. John, you know who played guitar on that? No. No. That was your friend Slash. Oh, that's Slash. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, that's well known. That's Yeah, it's pretty well known. By the way, wow. just to back it up one more step, uh, hip-hop arrays, uh, nice without any samples. Yes. Yeah. That's also all I'm that. not a big fan of that song. Yeah. Really? I, I think like the chorus one. is a great tune. Video, I'm busy on that. Thank you. An investigation is underway at the chain's Brunswick, Georgia location after a customer alerted police that he got a euphoric high after eating dinner from the restaurant. Delicious. Who doesn't? <laughs> Telling police that he kept craving more and more food as he continued to eat. Mm. But uh, Brunswick Police Chief Al Rogler told TRN that he personally went to the Popeye's location. Oh, come on. Brunswick Police Chief Mr. Copman. <laughs> <laughs> and collected food samples and found numerous traces of marijuana, heroin, and crack cocaine that the chicken was dipped this in. This is what we're, we're, what we're looking crack, at right that, now. So, that's what makes him come back. So we have this uh, system set in place where the police are spending their time testing cocaine chicken to put yeah. people in jail. 
for no fucking reason. Cocaine Chicken is my favorite James Brown B-side. <laughs> and now this, <laughs> this uh, 80s James Brown This record. fucking asshole Jeff Sessions get up there today yeah. and he goes, hey, you know what? We're going to put everybody in jail for drugs. New war on drugs. What's up jail. with that? Prosecute to the limit. And, uh, you know, he, uh, we're going back to the bad old days of fucking you know, just loading these jails up of people. Well, and, he, you know, he sounds like jails. he sounds exactly like uh, an old, like, Mississippi warden, like the Brian yep. Stack. But, that's just me with the hose again. You know, he's like, because <laughs> yeah, he got laid without yeah. cocaine. I news for you. Take skin. a look at take a look at his f- portfolio. Yeah, John, I heard Yo, that this, this fucking moron. We he's a fucking basically a KKK guy. Yep, I heard that on the, the news the other day, like ten ten, and I was. I don't like, mean to offend Jason. I know he's a big Trump supporter. <laughs> 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 we haven't talked about politics yet. But... What yeah, that, that's crazy, this dude. This fucking guy. Now, Awful. All these low-level offenses. I mean, it was just going backwards, man. That's the worst part about this whole thing. The location. Just keep throwing more, more black people in jail. Why not? It's awful. Ooh, everybody now. Just put everyone in jail. The location has been temporarily. Except for Jeff, Jeff Sessions. At the, end of, at the end of all of it, it'll just be everyone will be in jail except for him. <laughs> Even Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> And he'll be the warden. He'll have his feet up on the stool, right. swinging the keys. His wig will have another cell. <laughs> have a bunk. The location has been temporarily shut. <sighs> However, that does not stop local residents from lining outside the location, demanding its reopening. Sure, they need another hit. Hi, Leia. How are you? Keep them coming. There's Leia's back there. So Princess Leia to you, my friend. All right, I'm turning your mic off. <laughs> That's it. And this is my final story. Am... Tommy's final story. That's but not it. least... And this story is out of Colorado. A 57-year-old hunter in Colorado told TRNN this week that a Sasquatch attacked him and attempted to rape him while he was walking into the woods this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, that happens out there. Daryl, well, don't blame the Vic. Coming out of the dispensary. Tommy, weren't you in Colorado this week? (laughs) No, I was in Chicago. Oh, right. Similar. Daryl, what a guy. Chicago. Daryl Wadagai from Glenwood Springs, uh, Colorado, claimed that he was walking into his hunting cabin in the Rocky Mountains this past Sunday to see if he had suffered any damages to the cabin during the winter when a large gorilla-like creature dropped from a tree and punched him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) It's good out there. Jesus. Close fist. Yeah. That sounds like Queens. <laughs> I would think it like a punch in the face would be the Sasquatch's first move. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to an Irish bar in Queens. You can get that. You don't have to travel halfway, three quarters Jay's of the way. Jay's on us. Sasquatch jumped out of a tree and was like, yo, listen to my CD. <laughs> Buy my mixtape. Yeah. On Bell Boulevard. <laughs> CD, CD Squeegee, man. Oh, man. What a guy told TRNN. And, my quote, name's DJ Squeegee. Listen to my demo. Listen to my demo. It was at least eight feet tall, and it punches like hell. I will say this. If you're a New Yorker, um, they, the, the, the CD squeegee men know, like, once you, like, I mean, I, I'm like a pro at ignoring the CDs now. Although, in the beginning of the show, like five years ago, I used to take the CDs and buy them so I could play them on the show and clown those guys because it was just awful, awful, just the worst <laughs> no good you ever heard in your life. And I was hoping, like, to hear something good. It was just all terrible. And then, like, but, you know, it's like when you, when someone tries to hand you a flyer in the street and you just have your arms at your side and you're, like, you're so used to it. You're like, you're, I'm out of here. Those guys know. Those guys know. They go, I, all right, I got to move on. I never got a good mix from those John teams. Houlihan's not, not buying the CD. As the men tried to recover from the attack, the large humanoid creature began to tear his clothes off while letting uh, out terrifying howls. Hold on a second. Do you think Sa- Sasquatch, Mike Sasquatch had clothes on? Before? No, no they were, it was tearing off the man's clothes. <laughs> oh. Tearing uh, off one of guy's clothes. Yeah, in the morning I shot a Sasquatch in my pajamas. Well, Sasquatch wearing like you hey, know, you know. chaps and <laughs> tap well, out sweats and he, 
eventually putting on the other man's clothing and running into the woods never to be seen or heard from again. What a guy immediately... He took the guy's clothing and he ran off with it. How could Sasquatch fit in a normal human's clothes? I don't know. He tried putting it on. I, don't, I wasn't there. I'm out of here. This is my least favorite John Denver song. <laughs> this is a, the fun, this is, is this from the White House press briefing? This is so fake. <laughs> Uh, uh, the man uh, immediately re- uh, reported the attack to the Glenwood Springs Police Department in Colorado Springs, and uh, <laughs> Brian Musikoff just posted a picture of Padding Tron <laughs> Bear. <laughs> it's Paddington Bear, and he's in the Tron uh, outfit. Thank you, Brian. Go back to New York, Brian, please. Correct Tron, bro. <laughs> and while the man tells TRN that he's a hundred hundred percent convinced that the creature who attacked him was an actual Sasquatch, local investigators say it was probable that the attacker was simply a large and hairy man. Mm. Yep. Yeah. How come there are no Sasquatch bones? Like, (laughs) no one finds, like, a foot or something? It's bullshit. Maybe they have. I don't know. And that's the news. That's the news. Very good, Tommy. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Thank you, Mario. Don't tell me to wait. Thank you, Pat. You're quite welcome. Uh, everybody, Pete. Um, yep, I love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Thank you. Love you, Pete. Jason, yes. I hope Bunch this wasn't to you tonight, Pete. Thank the you. worst thing that ever happened in your life. Nah, man. Always good, man. Hey, man. Uh, Jason uh, is on Bandcamp. Go to uh, jason.bandcamp.com, and you will hear his. He's got a library of stuff on there, right? It's relevant and prolific. And uh, what, do you have like an obsession with the old um, vinyl, like forty-five covers? Because it's really cool. Like every album that's up there kind of has. Well, the I, old, I still the, put out a lot of forty-fives. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one you played earlier, the new one is on, is a forty-five, and I do, you know, the do rights, the other funk band, we do forty-five. So I, nice. I like putting those out. Some of them are sold out. I, mean, I, I love vinyl. Do you do you think is vinyl your uh, preferred format? It is, but then you have to look at what your audience likes. Like I don't have a di- much of a digital. I mean, like like vinyl come with the di- it comes with the digital. Yeah, like it, but like for like vinyl, so I could you know press up five hundred and sell out in like a month. But digitally, I'll look at iTunes and it sold like thirty two copies. So like right. the people mm. for that for that kind of music, really? people. Like Physical. Like the rap albums do all right digitally, but the funk albums have no digital. Like very like some Bandcamp because that's the centerpiece. But like on iTunes, I, I don't do shit on iTunes. Are you so, saying there's a difference between the rap and the funk as but far what, as vinyl yeah, and yeah, digital? Yeah, because things? yeah, people that kind of music it's a vinyl friendly, and a lot of people, guys who buy it are DJ, so they play it. They play that kind of stuff out. Right. You know. Hey, you you're know. gonna have 33 tomorrow morning. I promise you that. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way into the the 45s. I'm, I'm in. I. Uh, I'm, I'm buying all the albums. Well, a couple of them, probably not. I like that you have notes, John. I like your note cards. I only have. I've had two cards the whole night. I keep <laughs> shuffling them back and forth. I'm like the worst, like David Letterman. I'm gonna throw them through a wall. I love it. But uh, Jason, thank you so much for being here, man. I really yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for putting thank up you. with our yeah. crap. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Man. I mean, it was an interesting conversation. I love yes. to hear about it. I mean, I like what I heard from uh, your music, man. I was just getting here, but a really talented oh guy. Oh, my God. I, I, was, I was all, like, ready to be like, okay, it's probably fine, and I was blown away by right? everything you did. So. It's really, really great. Thanks a lot. Exciting man. stuff. Appreciate that. It's no squeeze guy. You should it's listen so to it. You should listen to it one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> thank you, Jason. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Ryan, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. It's and I can't even tell you who the next two guests. What? What, Tommy? Uh-oh, you have an announcement? Uh-oh. Yeah, we have an announcement. We can Go tell ahead. who the next guest is. I have two Ooh, guests that are better than roll, that. Please. We have another guest for next week in addition to my no. guest. Uh, I can't. I can't. No, not next week. Okay. I can't and talk ne- about next week. Guests. We have a amazing.
It's Jason. Yeah, he's coming back. <laughs> Part two. He's coming back. He's coming back. We, next week, we have an amazing female-fronted uh, metal band called Tower. They are going to blow your socks off. They're they, coming in? Yeah. yeah. The, the female lead singer, her name is Sarah Beth Linden, and their guitar player, Danza, are going to be in the studio live. Nice. All right. You yeah. heard it here first. You Danza will down. be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> I will be... Uh, Doing an art show next week. Uh, coming home over later. Come later. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jay, man. I really right. appreciate it, dude. No nice, doubt. Nice of you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah. See you yeah. All right. Put it in the books. We'll play you some more, Jason, after this. All I want. I'm not drunk. You're drunk. Yo, all you motherfuckers are whack. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I would say go work at the post office, but I don't want you motherfuckers delivering my mail. Yo, Zone, yeah. you gotta address this shit. I hate rap. I hate it. I hate it. Talk about rap around me if you want to be ignored. I'd rather hear bluegrass. Fuck it on board. Every time I turn around, I gotta hear trash. Textbook scratch look boom back. Top dollar hour with Tuna Can Jones coming up in just an hour and a half. Yeah, if Facebook posted all caps about bringing rap back to the real, we can't be friends. Every fucking verse is 16 bars. Four bar hook, repeat to make it eight. I'd rather hear Birdman rap about his 16 bars. Play me some Michelle A and Master. They say you got bars, can't write a song. Acapella insults 20 minutes long. Every generation X will want to take rap back to 88. But can't seem to remember what made it so great. Ain't nobody back then want to take it back to 79. So fuck the 90s. Yo, I got my Columbia Rain suit, son. I'm going to take it back to 94. Till I see pay phones in use Or you can find a job in a triple fat goose It's 2015 Rap segregated and all my rap here say I ain't good Make yo zone, you got a tour Motherfucker, what for? I'm damn near 40 Sleeping on somebody living room floor I shows, can I be a part of your crew? Nigga, please, take a 360 deal and keep trucking The only motherfucker not doing no shows Put my shit on Bandcamp for the fans and say fuck Can't wait to go to South by Southwest To suck off writers for blog love Perform for other rappers Get a job, swag boy Y'all all on Twitter. Yo, we up in the lab. Fans talking about him to collab. You say cool, but you just saw him last week. There's some dick sucking industry event in the street. I hate that we can't be cool with each other without saying we gon' do a fucking song together. Get along, whatever. Leave it at that. Fuck what the fans want. Our relationship is lukewarm. Rap needs to get his loop on. Pop that pussy behavior and move on. So in a nutshell, I'm sick of rap. Sick of nostalgia and bringing it back. Fuck doing collab with cats you don't like. No trapping a boom bap and a cuff in the mic. Underground rap is a pole man's mainstream Not a hater, bro, fellatio's a lame thing Fuck rap, play Victor Mona When it's done, play Elvin Jones I'm sick of rap Yo, son, let's collab I got 16, 16's real hip-hop, son Sick of rap All the experts say it's all about touring So can I sleep on your floor, Mr. Promoter? I'm sick of rap Yo, son, it's all about blog love If you ain't on the blogs, you ain't relevant Sick of rap Bro, I don't sample compilations I only sample originals Yeah, your shit still sucks Sick of this shit, yo Fuck it, let's make disco Oh. <laughs> That's pretty clever, man. I like oh, that. Oh, you like right that there. shit, don't you, man? Word up. Word up. Wanna know something, no zone? What's up? On the real? 
I roll with disco, you know why? Why is that, cousin? Because I'd rather fuck with bell bottoms than bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. Word up. Uh, <sighs> fuck, fuck rap. rap. next week. Thank you. Relax your mind, let the constant be freeing you down to the size of the PMG. But you should keep quiet while the MC rap, but if you're tired, then go take a nap. Stay awake and watch the show I take because right now I'm about to shake and In this city, there is always a threshold waiting to be crossed, waiting for you to go out past your better instincts, on it to find yourself greater. Go and you hear it. 